The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. Lane is doing it. Do it. Doing it and doing it right. Here's what we do. We doing it, setup. doing it, that doing setup? it well. He was raised out of Brooklyn? Or yeah, she, growing up she, in Queens, she was raised out of Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. yeah, something like that. It's not so. great. A lot of weird words for neighborhoods out there. Bed-sty. Bed-sty? Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, Hell's Kitchen. Pretty rad. Jamaica Plains. What's wrong with Queens? Mm -hmm. Nothing's wrong. I just said it's a little... Queens? I mean... Bed-sty is weirder to me than Queens. Yeah. Yeah. How many Queens are we talking about? I mean, as many as you want, dude. (laughs) All right. Staten Island. Is that one out there? No. Staten is fine, right? Yeah. I've never been out there. Me either. There's some crazy stories. How crazy. Who is out there? Is that Musto? He's a Staten Island guy? No, Long Island. Long Island. Long Island? Long Island. Long Island? Yeah. These guys are going to kill me. I did Let's hear there was a wrong accent, Jesus. He's yeah. from out there somewhere. <laughs> Long <laughs> Island. That was terrible. It's like a half-ass Russian <laughs> accent. Long <laughs> Island. Terrible baseball. Terrible baseball. I don't know what's Christ. happening right now. Um, I heard that there's a free ferry you can take to Staten Island. Ooh. Oh, wait a minute. Is that the one that passes by the uh, Liberty statue? statue? I went on that. I went on the Ikea ferry. Oh Old God. Liberty statue in New York. Why does he hold jazz hands on us? Dude, why does he not know what the Statue of Liberty is? That's a better question. That was, yeah. Dude, so that was a hack when I, I remember going to Ikea and then taking the ferry to right. Manhattan. Yeah. I think it's Manhattan where it ends. Uh, might yeah. be. Yeah, I do remember but that. The, but, the, but the Ikea is uh, Queens, a- maybe? I don't know. Fuck, I don't know the place. You get a ferry to Ikea? Yeah. Because no, the no, fa- yeah. there's no parking. So, there's no parking. Well, there is, but it's a gnarly On drive. The, so yeah, people yeah. from Manhattan would take a ferry. There's a free ferry to Ikea and back. What are you going to do when you buy a giant table? Dude, you put it on the ferry and fucking you get a cab, I guess. Yeah. That's a good question. Well, dude, have you seen... Well, it's like Art when he picks up this fridge. He doesn't even have a car. How are they going to bring the fridge dude, back? That's right. Yeah, like I just take shoulder, the ferry. Like every... a ghetto bus or <laughs> I'll carry it on the shoulder. Um... You know, they probably have a setup where the ferry is part of the store. You have to keep walking through the maze. Oh, you're still oh, lost. You're yeah. still, yeah. lost. still lost. They yeah, want to just put a warehouse that. on a barge, and you're you're still in IKEA. So <laughs> they just like people Dude. wandering around, like looking up at the freaking lights, <laughs> what and day they is just it? What kind day of is scoop it? you under yeah. a ferry. Yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> Why is it the ferry? In- the IKEA man. That's basically what I just said. That's what he said. Yep. <laughs> Welcome right. to Driving While Awesome. My name is. Tyler Perry. Lane doesn't even know what's happening right now. I don't know. I'm Medea. Medea? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. By the way, real quick, morning mode. Weirdest that name ever, brother. Prototype crazy car that showed up. Did you guys look at what it said? Mesa on the yeah. hood? Anyone know. know what the hell oh, that is? Oh, I have no idea what that no thing idea. was. No okay. idea. Supposedly it's a one of one. The white, the white thing? Yeah, yeah I mean, the white thing. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to figure out if I had a real clutch pedal. I couldn't see in there. Oh. Yeah, I was just wondering. I was supposed to get fake. And who are, who are you? Well, uh, John Smith. Uh, my, my name is Brian. You're supposed to come up with the Tyler Perry movies. I know. I don't know anything. I've never seen a Tyler Perry movie. 
I've never seen a Tyler Perry movie either, so I'm uh, Professor Klump then. What's a Tyler Perry movie? <laughs> Dude, they're goes always to college. Or yeah, Medea, Medea goes to jail. Medea gets arrested. Are I don't you know, like fucking yeah. Medea's spooky Halloween. Like Ernest goes to jail. Ernest, but then he has a bunch that are, and they're always like a film by Tyler Perry. It's always he in the. It's in, like uh, that guy's killing it, right? Tyler Perry's crushing. Tyler Perry's <laughs> Christmas. Still, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, he was Easter in, egg uh, hunt. Yeah, he's so, dude. He what's was that in guy worth? With uh, <laughs> Christian Bale as Colin Powell. Yeah, he's a good actor. He was in that one with uh, Ben Affleck, where his wife, um, Gone Girl. Yeah, Gone Girl. He was the lawyer. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gone Girl. That's a pretty good movie. Vice yeah. was, that was depressing. Hilarious, by yeah. the way. Jesus, Vice Very. was really funny. Um, I highly recommend that what? movie. I haven't Vice. seen Vice. Vice. Oh, so, I funny. It. so funny. So funny. I'll tell you a story later about it. But that was great. Should I remind you at some point? Please. Like I won't. Re- yeah, I won't. Maybe two or three minutes from now. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> How about maybe? <laughs> I'll just tell them again. Exactly. Well, I just Welcome. need like a. I need like a. What do you call it? A trigger or a kind of an indicator that you trigger word. To, yeah, trigger word. You want me to trigger you? Trigger word. Supposedly Tyler Perry's net worth is six hundred million. Oh, that's Woo-hoo. not bad. So he bought the. Wow. Uh, what was it? A school or something? It made Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. In Atlanta. That's you, the place. Atlanta. Where, by the way, they've never responded to us. I've <laughs> reached out multiple times. Tyler Perry Studio? Yeah. Yeah, it's like an old uh, why would, colonial. We're going to film a, like us. a movie. Oh, we're talking about for Radwood. Yeah, to, consider to I was looking for there. a venue in Atlanta. They oh, host, a venue. Yeah, they yeah. host the Atlanta Concourse. And so when I saw that, I'm like, oh, oh fuck. They do car shows, but it must have some connection. Very tight. Tyler Perry goes to Radwood. Tyler Perry raises a car. I bet he'd be in. Who knows? Yeah, why not? I just saw T Pain was uh, installing like coilovers on his E46 M3. <laughs> I was on Reddit and this guy's like, "Oh, I helped T Pain put coilovers on his car so he can drift it." I'm like, "Oh, you kind of forget? Yeah, guys are into this kind of stuff. Like, they might have a shitload of money his own car." Yeah. So it was a trip. Like, there's T Pain cool. putting a coilover on an E46. Oh, yeah, a picture. Yeah, nice. a picture of it. Yeah. T Pain. He's the Auto Tune dude. It's the Auto Tune. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Auto Tune was invented by a company that is in the old Wrigley building. Really? Yeah. Right next. Alteras. Oh. I have a. I have a of, shirt over there, and the back says, "Where's my pitches at?" Dang. There we go. Wow. And speaking of E46s, E40 recorded a rap video here. Oh, that's oh right. it all comes around. Yeah. yeah. And E40 should own an E46. He should. That's a miss. Yeah. He should own he probably an E40. Does. BMW should make an E40. <laughs> just re forty. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. It's a great uh, sideshow. Just don't really It should have been the E forty. E forty M three. Why wasn't E thirty? Yeah. What does it take? What does it take to make an E forty six into an E forty? Just take the six cylinder engine out of it. Uh, does that do it? Yeah. Brian's about to shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what E forty does? Uh, no, it's Master P. E forty does ooh time a time sprinkle me, man, sprinkle me, you know. Spanking Tom? me? The hell are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, sprinkle me. Oh, sp- I heard spanking me. What's like, the old E40, though? Time of time of 40, why not? That's sprinkle me, man. But that's um, not that old. Brendan at my femur hurts on Instagram. Yep, that's me. Welcome. Tell me where to go. Thank you. <laughs> Tell me where to go. Oh, no, Navigation no, by E40. No. That's actually pretty good. E40 that was a pretty good E40. Yeah. Tell me where to go. No, that was not. <laughs> Yeah, but I, good. I said it. I was. I said it at a lower le- volume mm-hmm. because I was a little nervous Worst about it. Volume. Whatever was happening. Worst you actually stepped in the hallway to say it. That wasn't as good. In case this joke doesn't go over, I'm actually outside. Yeah. <laughs> Already running away from the table. Brendan, thanks for yeah. joining us. We uh, have a kind of a weird show today. Um, we have questions mm-hmm. to answer about 
your car that we have. We haven't even gotten into that yet, but, uh, and we'll also hmm. kind of talk a little bit why you bought it and all that stuff. But what, what is the car that we're talking about? It is the most anti-Lotus that Lotus has ever made. Because everyone thinks, oh, performance oh, through know. lightweight and simple, and the cars have Still nothing in them. Make a model. It's a 2018 Lotus <laughs> World 400. <laughs> it's, it's it's a big heavy GT Lotus. Heavy, heavy? GT Lotus. I don't know. Three thousand pounds. Three thousand pounds. Judgments here. Heavy for a Lotus. Heavy for a Lotus. Heavy exactly. for a Lotus. Yeah. 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 But what did an Esprit weigh? Uh, right. Oh, true. Yeah. I mean, so shit, the, the, later, the later fucking... V8s were yeah, three thousand pounds somewhere there. Yeah, I think you're same for same. I bet you this feels but, but see, you, you think like Lotus, you think like, you know, an Elan or a 1,600-pound totally, car or an totally. Elise or something sub yeah. 2,000 pounds with no power. You yeah. don't think like a 3,000-pound car with 400 horsepower. The most un-Lotus Lotus would be a car where the trunk worked <laughs> and it was e- like super easy to get in and out of and Lotus super cozy. And- yeah. Oh. Actually, I have my heart broken. Handling by Lotus. I went, I went down to uh, look at a Lotus Cortina at San Francisco Sports Cars, and I straight up do not fit in them, period. Uh, like, really interesting. Yeah, I would think I that they'd not, have like a tall greenhouse with plenty of. You would. What are you, long legged or long legged? Yeah, six, six two long legs. Okay. Um, the seat to go forward goes up and forward at the same time. Uh, so there's no really? actual seat uh, rail. I'm really so I went down and back as far as I could, and uh, I couldn't even get the car out of the parking lot. I remember you telling me that actually because you were drunk. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I am Irish, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually, it was going to say also, like, Lotuses are known for having a pedal box that's like, you know, three millimeters wide. So you press the brake pedal and your foot will catch all three pedals oh, at the same time. Yeah. So even in, so how about Ford Cortinas? Same thing? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Exactly it's essentially the exactly the same, same car, right? The difference yeah. is the uh, motor, I think, right? Yeah, it's twin cam motor, suspension, and some little goodies. But ultimately, they made the Cortinas and Lotuses to actually steal parts from the, to make other cars. Um, but it's 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 a, essentially a little Lotus. They're great, but I'm just way too big for them. It was like the cartoon bear on a tricycle. Cartoon specifically? Yeah, oh, not a real bear, not a okay. circus bear. That's terrifying. I mean, a circus bear is pretty big. I mean, yeah, like the I Russian mean, bear on roller skates handing up the chocolates. Not, oh, not okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> or it was like you and a Cortina. Exactly, me and a Cortina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're very uh, Swiss cheesy. Yeah, they are were, they? They fall apart like crazy. I think they rusted immediately. It was just very hard to hmm. keep them in nice nick. Well, most things back then were well, kind of made from a compressed rust from the factory. <laughs> yeah, so they added the rust. <laughs> exactly. They, they, they made it painted it over the rust. Dash, yeah. There's a little dash of rust. Yeah, I mean, it's coming from the land of rust. Yeah, they're literally the steel that they're pulling to make the panels is probably already rusted. No corrosion. No corrosion. Um, Your car gets lighter over time. Yeah, it's a, it's a feature. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Simplify and add lightness. You're exactly. right. No. So it, it just literally holds, <laughs> yeah. like forming all throughout the body. <laughs> That's a really good move. They're speed holes. Speed holes. Yeah. yeah. Speed hose. Is it a different thing? Uh, yes, very different. <laughs> tangent to a tangent. Jesus Christ. Back on. Back Can you on bring schedule. us back around, Liam? I'm trying. <laughs> so, We're talking uh, about a Lotus. Regardless, uh, recently, at least, a 2018 Lotus Evora. The car sat for a couple years unsold at an old dealership I used to work at. And so, after having for, oh, about a month or so, broken and gave it to you guys for a couple of days to have some fun with it. Uh, it broke it. It was fixed. And then we. Well, yeah, I broke it in. And then it broke while it was breaking in. Then I fixed it. Then it broke again while you had it. Ah, it didn't break. It didn't break. It didn't break. That was nothing. No, it's just. Definitely not the car's fault. It's not working 100%, but. It, it's good now. But, uh, okay, so we have the Lotus Evora 400, and we asked the Instagram folks to ask some questions. Uh, first question I'm going to ask is from Joe Polo 68. What's up, Joe? Uh, why the Evora? Okay. The best way to describe this, I had zero intentions of ever having this car period. 
Um, I used to work for Lotus years ago, and so I like, saw how the sausage was made, so to speak. Like I used to do launch events for the Avora, track days with the Avora, and they're not good cars from a reliability standpoint, and I never had the delusions of ever owning one. It was like this car is a fantastic car when it's working, but they don't always work. So I consult still at a dealer group that has a Lotus franchise, and my old boss dropped by my office saying, I have a deal for you. And I have a deal for you is that guy's verbiage for, I want you to do something and I'll pay you a bonus. Hmm. And so he goes, so we have the new GTs coming in. We have two 400 still sitting on the lot. That's two years old with three miles on them. And they need to go. Something, okay, he wants me to put them on eBay or put them on bring a trailer or something like that. He's like, so you're going to lease one. I'm like, but nobody leases Lotuses. There's no bank that leases that car. Goes, yeah, really? Yeah. You can't lease you one. You cannot lease one. And why is that? That's uh, how bad the fragile is. Well, because no one knows how to set the residual value. Like, what's it going to be worth in three years? No bank's going to take the risk. Right, it's such a small. They niche. have no idea. There's, there's no data. There's yeah. no like, car sales. But there's a lot of small, niche cars that are leased. Yeah, with like ungodly, unfavorable terms. Yeah. Well, I guess I would see that being. So you can spend three thousand dollars a month on it, but who would do that versus like just go lease a Cayman for a normal amount of money, right? Well, I mean, what what rare cars are ever leased? Rare cars? I mean, yeah. Exotic car leasing is a thing. Like most new McLarens you see are usually leased, you know, or, you know, money from offshore. Um, a lot of new Porsches are leased. Most BMW M cars are all leased. Yeah, but Porsches like internally through Porsche. Correct. I mean, and then that's not an uncommon car. Well, correct. And there's enough data to say, hey, yeah. we've sold thousands of Caymans. We know in three years a Cayman is worth this amount. Yeah, exactly. So, Ooh. uh. My old boss needed these cars gone, so he just kind of set a residual value for what he thought would be about right and then wrote the car down a bunch and said, great, so pay me X amount of dollars a month. You can lease it from me. And so I'm single. I don't have any kids. I'm like, yeah, that fits into my budget. So I signed documents and drove home going, why the hell am I driving a Vora home right now? Like I just, <laughs> it, it literally went from I went to work one morning to 20 minutes later driving out of the store with a $120,000 car going, oh, oops, I guess I'll just take this home then. Yeah, and, and we won't say price, but it was... Cheap. Advantageous to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's fun. It's enough money where I have skin in the game, but cheap enough where I can be honest about the car. Because mm -hmm. if I had paid full price for it, certain things I kind of gloss over, I probably wouldn't gloss over. Uh, but since I got it for the price that I did, I can look at it subjectively and objectively at the same time. Like, this car is great in all these ways, and these things are actually pretty shitty. Mm. So getting to... Uh Pretty shitty. Um, Big Fat Flip says, how hard is it for a DIYer to work on it to do regular maintenance stuff on an Avora? Does an oil change require exotic tools or disassembly of the rear clamshell? That would be crazy. So normal stuff, they're actually not that bad. I mean, it's a Toyota V6, so you're going to do normal oil changes. They have the big aluminum trays underneath with like 10,000 little screws that hold it in place. Like an aero tray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you'll, you'll take that on and off a bunch, but that's not that big of a deal. Um What'll catch you is like when they lose a clutch master cylinder or the slave cylinder or like when the engine wiring harness, all the pins and connectors corrode. That kind of stuff's like the full showstopper for a DIY wire. Um, if you have one that's working correctly, great. Yeah, change your world. They're not that big of a deal. Yeah. But when the car just decides to be a freaking Lotus, yeah. yeah that, that's when the bodywork comes off and you start having $15,000 repair bills. But air filters are easy to get to. Yeah. Uh, nothing too exotic fluid-wise. Nope. Or even belts, like access to like time yeah. belt or yeah because the air filter was a thing on the elise yeah. mm -hmm. from what jason camisa said yeah and the elises also launched their cams which is really cool because lotus did the engine management they didn't program in a fast mm. idle so you turn them on cold and they idle slow they don't build oil pressure 
Oh, sweet. <laughs> and so many guys are like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to, you know, turn your exotic car and let it idle itself up to temperature. It's like, no, no. Uh, so you kind of want to give it gas. Like, get it so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kirk K. Photo says, does sharing an engine with the Camry diminish the Avora's cool factor? Would it be better with a more unique or exotic but possibly more expensive and unreliable motor? So I love this question. This came out a bunch when we did launch events with the Avora back in, like, 2010. Um the older cars, the natural aspirated cars, and the older S's had like no exhaust note whatsoever. Like they straight up sound like a Camry. So you imagine how much fun you'd have wailing on a Camry sounding car in the mountains. Like part of what you want to hear is like the engine and the tones and the sounds and that, that connection. And you literally get into it and you just hear that same boring kind of gravelly, you know, nothing sound. Mm-hmm. We were doing track days at Laguna Seca and guys are punching out of the pits and it's just like the sound of air rushing just whoosh as are leaving. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like that, that takes from the experience. Like if you're going to well, spend that money, what is it? 25%? Uh, no, it's 50. 50. 50. Yeah. Is the sound of a car. The sound yeah. of the car makes it. That's, uh, that's the percentage of sensification or that contributes to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I will honestly say like the older Avoras like didn't have the like, best sensification unless you put like a Lorini exhaust or something like really loud on them. Cause they sounded like a freaking Camry. I can imagine just like that. It's like the driving out of a parking lot. Mom, like, it just sound, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like it's nothing. Like the, the sound of the car doesn't match the event that's happening. Yeah, yeah. But, but this, this one's one, good. This new one does yeah. not sound like a camera. Sounds no, great, it doesn't. doesn't. It, feels, I think, it feels really awesome. And that's the thing is I think we're all at this point, you know, I think it's a question that we all have like some can give input on, right? And I think personally, like, yes, if it was if if it was something ultra special that Lotus made, it's a feeling thing and it's a knowledge thing, but I'm not, I mean, I personally am totally happy and content with what's in that car. Like, I really like the, the engine characteristics of it. It's super linear and it sounds really good, both from an induction side. I think Lane mentioned uh, you can hear induction more in sport mode or non sport. No, not, not, it sounds better in non sport mode, in my mode. opinion. Um, when you're like getting after it. Yeah. And, and then on, if you put it in race or whatever, when you open up the exhaust, the exhaust sounds great, it, but it's, you lose some of the induction, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's a great sounding motor. Great engine characteristics and the fact that we know parts are readily available. Yeah, it sounds exotic. When all you're that shit on. is is right. all bonuses, really, right? I think yeah, it all I almost like, see it as a positive. It's a positive. Like thing. that's yeah. a cool thing about Lotus is that they put these Toyota motors in them, and and you know you can maybe get reasonable gas mileage. I don't know. No. With this one, no, it gets terrible, but you can I mean, wail on that's it. That's an at least holdover for me, right? Like yeah. I think the at least does okay, yeah, right? Thirty miles per gallon. Yeah, but like, I feel like I can wail on my Avora and not break the engine. Right. Whereas if Lotus had built that engine, I'd wail on it, break it, and then the price point of the car would have been you know forty or fifty grand higher because they're a tiny yeah. little car company. How are they going to recoup all would of that R and D? More and and this specifically fixing the engine once you've broken it is going to be astronomical cost. Exactly. Yeah. Even like I mean, Lotus did the mapping and stuff, and it's a little funky. Yeah. They so did. imagine if they build the <laughs> engine, right? Dude, Dude that's the, that's how to do it though. You want. What they should stick to is all the other stuff. You get a proven, tra- you know, drivetrain that you can just mm-hmm. hammer on and it's going to work and parts are out there. Don't try to fucking fuck with that. Just make everything else interesting. And yeah, they did a very good job. Well, especially because they found a power plant, a power plant that has character. That's yeah. super key, right? Like what yeah, you're yeah. describing, the older, the previous one may not have been, you know, the full package because it's missing that. Now it's a great handling car. It drives awesome and it sounds great. So I'm that surprised really- that's not used in other applications, like some other kit cars. Surprised Supra didn't use it. Oh, fucking A. <laughs> Jeez. Why what didn't Supra the, use exactly that setup? What Supercharged is that setup based on? Toyota V6. So it's, what, what it's three and a half liter from uh, the Camry and the Sienna. Sienna. And then up to what year, though? That's God, probably not I, I don't remember because all the newer ones are the, the direct injected and also the port injected. Right. And mine's the older, normal injected. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it must have been like a five-year-old motor that they just kept 
working yep. on and getting yeah. it right. In terms of the super, like, the answer to that question though, like, um, is that they wanted to keep it in line because like it back, like inline turbo was like the thing. And so that's why BMW made perfect sense. But that's my understanding. I mean, so they went away from them building an engine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Motor Affairs <laughs> says, uh, he enjoys Evoras and says, do you feel the updates are really worth the price difference versus a used Evora S? So this was interesting. I'd never driven a 400 or what's called a Series 2 cars. I'd only driven the older Series 1, the naturally aspirated cars and the older S's. And I figured I like those so much that at the price I could lease this 400 for, it's a no-brainer. I'm taking the car. I didn't even drive it before I signed the documents. Hmm. Then I drove it. I'm like, oh, my God, this thing drives so much better than the first car. Um, the first car had a lot of corner entry understeer. So you drove by planting the nose everywhere. You had to slow steer it. You really you had to dig the nose of the car in. Um, the pedal box was super tiny. And then the fit and finish of the interior, it's pretty rough in my car. The older cars were like extra rough. And the older cars shifted like absolute garbage. Um, the engine mapping was a little weird on my car. It's terrible on the S's. Hmm. Like the older S's, if you go to heel and tome and you give it like a sharp blip instead of kind of stabbing the throttle, you'll hear the supercharger belt just squeak really loud and then the car will just cough and you won't get a, a raise in RPMs. So the older cars had so much stuff you had to kind of drive around before you could go quickly in them. And the newer one just feels a lot more cohesive. And the biggest one, it has so much more front-end authority without being nervous. Like the old car, once you finally get around the nose wanting to push, then it would slide everywhere, mm. which is fun. But, you know, for the kind of driving unsettling. that we do, it's yeah. a little unsettling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Dude, I'm really impressed by the front-end grip on that car. We're, like, especially because it's a staggered setup. Like, it just it just wants to keep keep turning. Like, yeah, this one's super yeah. confidence-inspired. What are yeah. the relative values, if he's asking that question? Right, like, is right. It worth it? What, what are the street values of each car? I don't know car? what an Evo S so, is. So, yeah, 40 to 60 for an S. Um, and that's the supercharged one, yeah, right? Yeah. So there's the naturally aspirated one. And then stepping up to like mine, you can get holdover 2018s for no, 80 to 90, somewhere in there. Hmm, pretty big um, jump. It's hmm. a huge jump. Huge. But you have more reliability, better driving car, faster car. And it's a newer car. It's a newer car. And, I mean, you're talking about, you know, you sell it in a few years and it'll still be worth more. So it's like, which one's going to depreciate more? I don't know. Well, that's what's interesting because yeah. even the oldie war asses have stayed pretty stable, right? Like, yeah, leases are, I mean, Lotuses are weird in general. Like, leases are all yeah. worth 30 grand. You know, always are all worth 40 to 50. They never haven't been. Yeah. Yeah, they it's all just fall been. down to the basement. Like, they don't sell well new. And yeah. then they fall down to the basement, and then they just and stay, they stay there. there because they don't sell well, probably. Exactly. There's so few of them, right? and they but, all have low miles for the most part. Then you get the salvage title ones that no one wants to touch, and yeah. that has high miles and black but painted wheels and stuff. Getting, getting back to his question, the hard part is if you get the older car out of warranty, it has a pot, a potential ten or fifteen thousand dollar repair just like around oh. the corner. Whereas if you get a holdover older car, something under warranty, it's like, okay, I, I dodged the bullet. Mine had the $15,000 clutch. You're basically pre-paying all that stuff. Exactly. But what are those uh, bombs waiting to go off? Uh, the clutch is in a terrible. It's $15,000. Yeah, the whole back saying. of the car comes apart to get to it. Remember Alex from Sharkworks was telling us about the uh, master cylinder? Yeah, the master cylinder. That's the you whole disassemble front end, the front right? of the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's all front end. And, and, you know, for people, like, you know, we're not exaggerating. Like, you literally remove everything like mm -hmm. it's like buried in the car like we saw the car it was in the fucking yeah, so yeah. Stupid. it looked up. like it wasn't a car anymore. yeah yeah, yeah. figure that out it, it's a it's a race car company that builds road cars so certain things that they don't think about as far as serviceability happens in the real world like oh the master cylinder died okay it's not that big of a deal well it's 35 hours to get to it that's a big deal no yeah. it's yeah, funny because huge. a race car company should know about serviceability that's exactly right, right. You think. <laughs> You're trying to, but they're not racing those they can't make it safe and 
quiet by having that accessibility, maybe? I don't know. Uh, you got me. Dave Casement says, Matt Farah gave the car extremely high praise for the same money. Is it better than a Cayman as a streetcar, or do you have to be on track for it to shine the brightest? Ooh, this is fun. So my friend Marcelo has a 981 Cayman, coilovers, GT3 brakes. I love his car to death. Um, I was talking to Phil Croc GT4 about his GT4 with all the Shark Works goody stuff. And I said, I love 981 Caymans. I love the Evora. The difference in the two cars is the Evora is fun when you're not absolutely caning the shit out of it on a mountain road. The Cayman is brilliant when you're pushing the car to like just like wringing its neck. But just below that, it's like my SS. It's, you're just covering ground really fast, but it's just not that fun and that engaging. It still has that modern car kind of filtered out. It's not that exciting. Whereas the Evora on a mountain road, if you're driving seven tenths, it's still a lot of fun. So the car feels older, it feels organic, it feels alive. Yeah. Whereas the newer, newer stuff from Porsche, it'll probably be better on the track. I mean, I would have every thought that Marcelo's 981 came in would actually survive, you know, every track that you'd throw at it. Whereas the Lotus, you're going to break something. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a bespoke hand built car. At a certain point, it's not going to take the torture, but the Lotus is more fun to drive. It's also not a good. The Porsche is a better street car. It's a better car. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So why, not, why do you say that specifically, though? Well, because it's better as a car. So yeah, I'm just curious, like what your points are on it. Um, ingress, it has better egress. visibility, ingress, egress. Um, is it more reliable? The visibility on the Avora is terrible. Everything. So I mean, that Avora, the Avora is horrible. You can't even see out the back. Yeah. And, or, or the front, right, Lane? <laughs> or the front. Yeah, I love like Lane's picture. I was like, is, was he sitting like, in a World War II tank? Like, yeah. you can't see down the road, but I guess his yeah. upper torso was stuck in a taffy puller. Like, I I'm swear, I copied exactly torso. how I sit would sit in the car, like a normally. And I don't, I'm not like a really straight up sitter. I like always slouch. And then I, when I'm driving that car, I'm. Yeah. I'm like lean down and then if, fuck it. If you have to like go to a stoplight or something, you have to stop, I have to stop so short and <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. tilt my neck and look yeah. up. And it was, it's just like, I would get pretty tired of that as like a streetcar. Lane, you need one of those, uh, it's like those little, like, what is it? Like a Lexan little sculpture thing that they used to put in the fifties cars. Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. With the mirror. Like the mirror. Dude, that would be perfect for that car. That reflect actually. the light. So you yeah, yeah. They have the little yeah. visor. Or right? you need a periscope. Yeah. Or a periscope. Yeah. yeah, down yeah. Periscope. But I still know how well that thing would survive as a day to day car. Like he can't even open the trunk right now. That's so, thing. I mean, yeah. things like that, right? Like it, it's just like, it's very, Bespoke. It's, it's a toy. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't look at that car and compare it against the Cayman from like a reliability or durability or build quality standpoint. Because think about the, the hundreds of thousands of cars that look, that, that Porsche churns out. I mean, they, in their German, they have everything down to a science. The English are like, yeah, that's good enough. And so you've had a company of, eh, that's good enough for, you know, 60, 70 years. So the Avora is probably the most daily drivable Lotus probably ever. Oh, yeah, for sure. But is it better than a 981 Cayman? Absolutely not. I mean, the, the Cayman's a better car. Yeah, and that goes to fit and finish and, and squeaks and rattles. Ingress, and egress. Yeah. All, like, uh, all that. Yeah, all really. the, one's a better car, one's a better toy. Like the yeah, Lotus yeah. is a better toy for me. Totally. Even like the steering wheel, the Alcantara is all loose on the back of the grips. Like, dude, so my, yeah. my friends, I mean, what the fuck, dude? Like my brand new car. car mechanic and yeah. like he gets in my car. He's like, oh my God, dude. I, I, my, my finger. I was obsessed touching. with it. Yeah, he, he kept just playing with it with yeah. his fingers. He's and like, I, I used to sell, I would custom do custom wheels for 
exotic cars. And that was like a big deal and like making all that stuff perfect. And this thing, it's like right out of the bat, it's a factory car. Like, and it, that, that's unacceptable, dude. I yeah. never saw a Porsche wheel come in like that or even a Ferrari wheel or, you know, yeah. a lot of, a lot of different or, or a Lamborghini wheel or, you know, is weird. Well, they, they did, but just not recently. So Lotus is about, you know, 10, 15 years I mean, behind where I've seen a lot of bad Ferrari stuff, you know, like, yeah. I mean, they're door jams. They just paint them matte black. But they wouldn't even make like, right, wheels. Cool. It was like a Nardi or a Momo from the factory. But yes. They, they but, would reject the ones that were built like shit. Yes. yes. And they would have, like, bad carbon work and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah. but it's like, yeah, just the fact that that in 2018, you know, you can yeah. jump in a brand new GTI well, or something. Of, we should like, talk about that, all the little details, which is like the parking <laughs> brake switch button yes yeah, so uh, the buttons losing the paint because they didn't make it black plastic they painted it yeah but it's too tight for the actual like aluminum handle so it's kind of scraping a little so it's bit. scraping a little bit mm-hmm. yeah and then when you pull it it sounds like an erector set's falling apart and then you put it down but then it kind of pops back. yeah, yeah we're in two different and levels it's kind of down. and it's kind of loose and yeah. it doesn't feel like it's down no right. exactly. you have to look at the, the gauge to be exactly to be able to, yeah, i did that like i guess it's down yeah there's like four inches still where you think it would set in that part. Yeah. You guys know the bezel around the instrument cluster, it has this like gray, uh, metallic gray painted little bezel and it matches the steering wheel center. And that bezel is like, it goes from being in front of the plastic behind it to in back to in front to in back <laughs> the, during the whole thing. And yeah. then it's weird that they didn't carry over that gray anywhere else, like on the vents, for example, or on the side. Oh, you mean they, the uh, Fiesta ST vents? They just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't, are they, do, really? they, yeah. like, they did some like not cohesive stuff that a major car company would never, it would never pass like the, even the drawing stage. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and compared to something like a Porsche interior, which is absolutely tight and perfect and immaculately and put also, together, right? Like your your hands are on the steering wheel, and you go to use the turn signal, you can't quite reach it without taking your hand off. Yeah, they're, they're super the far wheel. forward. Yeah, and the only rational I can think of is for more new, room, like noobs who go to track days and get like yeah. octopus flaily hands. You're but, less likely to the signals and turn. And the I'm markers. used to it because I have a two inch extender on my car. Uh, so no. I have, like have to do that. Well, like no. Porsche, you can just reach your finger out and yeah. tap the turn signal. Where, where's Mercedes. the four? I, I like reach out to the front bumper <laughs> to pull a signal. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's way and out then there. The dash events uh, are really far away. You know, it's just stuff like that, that sets a Cayman apart from a car. hundred oh, like percent. It's, it's, it's all the, and also the, the, uh, all the yellow trim that doesn't, Match the Lotus That's emblem. A weird one. For it's, some like reason, it's like orange. orangish so yellow, but that the paint is all flaking off around the buttons mm-hmm. from the buttons touching them. And that's a really expensive option, which is really frustrating. Yeah, it was eight hundred dollars <laughs> on the Monroni for those orange yeah. inserts that don't match anything else. You so. just pop those things out, bring them to a body shop, get them sprayed like that. Get them sprayed that metallic gray hmm. of the instrument cluster, and you're that's good. Good idea. I thought about doing the, uh, like for 500 bucks, I can get carbon fiber inserts there, which would actually uh, yeah. match my car's like heinously expensive but it's just carbon like fiber a, package. It's just an overlay or something? So, no, I guess maybe. But hone out those things before you do anything. Uh, like take a, a Dremel, Dremel and hone out the holes a little bit just so the buttons don't mm. fuck up whatever goes in there again. Yeah. Cause you're going to add material to it. Like they, I don't, I think, do they offer them in like bare metal or something or what's factory? What's I like no stock? 
Just black plastic, probably. Yeah, I don't know. You would I think, think? I, maybe black plastic, and the fact that they're painting them adds a couple a mil, mm. and that's why it's chipping off because they yeah. don't account for that. Basically, they don't have like a a separate part if it's going to be painted or you know compared to like if it's standard. Which McLaren, for example, I think it's or no Mercedes. I forget if it's McLaren or Mercedes, but they have when they do a part in overlaid carbon, they use a totally different piece than they do when it's standard aluminum because they make it a little smaller so then when they overlay the carbon or the paint, it's going to be it close. Fits. You know, it's going to fit. Yeah. Well, it, that kind of speaks to Lotus in general. Like years ago, I was working for Lotus at Pebble Beach. So if you're walking down to the lawn for Pebble Beach, you'd walk by Peter Hayhill. All the car manufacturers were there. And if we thought you were serious, we'd let you drive an Avora that's in the car with you and make sure you were going to kill yourself, basically. And there's all these things I get to ask the engineers because Lotus flew a bunch of the chassis guys out from England. And so I asked one guy, I'm like, dude, so why does he at least shift like absolute fucking garbage? But like that same transmission, like in the Corolla, it's just great. Mm. He's like, oh, well, it's because of the connectors and it's cable shifter and all these things. And there's a literal culture there of kind of like, yeah, that looks about right. Yeah. It's like whether, whether it's, I don't build it smaller to paint it to have it to be the right size. Or if I rig the cables to the back of an Elise as opposed to the front of a Corolla, the transmission goes from great feeling to terrible feeling. You're like, well, why? Because they go, well, it's not really worth the time invested to get the end result out of it. So everything's kind of, I don't want to say half-assed. It's just all spreadsheet math. We could fix all these things, but it'll cost more money to fix it than it's worth to have it be fixed. So then it begs the question, especially to practical listeners right now, it's like, why would you ever buy the Avora? A GT4 is the same price, Mm -hmm. um, but it's got to be something about being exclusive, being this this unique toy that no one's seen instead of the same guy coming with the, the Cayman, I guess. I mean, it's a very hard sell when you're explaining it like this, like none of the shit works that great and it's the bad visibility and it's hard to get in and out of and then yet it's still an awesome car in well, some, I would, some way. I would say they don't sell any kind of numbers that the Cayman sell in so that the market has spoken, right? Like right. People don't want to deal with this kind it's of It's almost like how do they sell any of any them? Any of them, right? <laughs> right. But that being said, when I used to sell Avoras years ago, we called it asses and seats. Get someone to drive the car because mm-hmm. it drives in such a manner that's different from a Cayman. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's so much more fun. The steering's so much better. The car is just more entertaining to drive. So if you're big into the art of driving a car fast, the Avora will really speak to you. Yeah, it's yeah, a can, really, really good argument. driving tool, right, yeah. in that way. And with with a lot of weird compromises, but, I mean, ultimately, yeah, the driving experience is awesome. And, I mean, it's great that... You know, speaking of compromises, there is no compromise in terms of the, the ride quality, which is a big one that we've talked about a lot, right? With like, especially with something that's super sporty, it's such a great riding car. Like, and it also drives really sporty, which is usually something that doesn't really go hand in hand, like for this type of a car. Um, personally, I'm very comfortable in the car. I think, you know, it depends I, on your size. Too. Like I actually, the World War II tank for yeah, you guys. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I actually, I'm, I'm super comfortable in there. And I said that last time too, when I, when I drove it on the way down, like I, for me, the visibility isn't an issue. Like I'm super comfortable getting in and out of it. I, the, the seating position works for me. The seat is comfortable for me. Like all that stuff works. So I think it is a car that's compromised in that way where it, it is only fits a certain physique or whatever it may be. So yeah. whereas it came and has like a door that, well, that's why they have adjustable seats, still- dude. It's like they invented those a long time ago. It's kind of <laughs> like weird that they don't, they're not able to drop the seat lower. Is there yeah. clearance though? I, I haven't checked. Sure. Yeah. There yep. feels like there is. The yeah, I'm the, the same. I, I fit perfect. I took the same picture that Lane did and it's like 
I'm perfectly right in the center of the windshield. Because I even took it out of my eyes. I was like, and I like, I yeah. looked at exactly where my eyesight was right. on the cars in front of me, and I took the same picture at like yeah. a wider, you know, if I, if say you see at 50 millimeters, I yeah. shot it at 38 or something like that. Right. Like, so I got the same exact view. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then driving over here, it was like, I just was like, kind of like, like fucking doing a little turtle, like my head down, kind of like, you know, yeah, and it was yeah. just, what do you guys think of this? So, when I, uh, so I got the chance to drive that came in, uh, when you had one, it wasn't a GT4. And I, my impression was, uh, it was bigger feeling than I expected. And my takeaway was that with the heft that I felt it, I like, I'd rather have a 911, which is way more practical. Um, and then comparing it to the Evora, I get in that, and I didn't get a great impression because uh, I, I I was really just driving around surface streets a little bit, but um, it felt light to me and it felt smaller. It felt like what I was hoping the Cayman would feel like. But I mean, you just said that the weight is three thousand pounds. Isn't the Cayman around that also? Yeah, Mar- Marcello's like, nine eighty one weighs less than my car. Yeah. So I I don't know. Like I feel like my dude, my perception is skewed or something. No. I don't know why I would feel that way. I but. agree with you. I said that last time, dude. I I it, I was really surprised to hear that it was three thousand pounds. I really thought it was maybe like twenty seven hundred, twenty. I'm not what about wheelbase. Like it, is it? I'm not surprised. It feels it feels three thousand plus pounds to me, but mm. but it does feel smaller than the Cayman. Mm. Cayman felt really big. Yeah, so why? But, but it didn't a, feel. But the different? Cayman didn't feel really heavy. It just felt big. I think it also was lower feeling. Like I felt like I was oh, more sunk still, in that. Well, you sit lower, sills, yeah. and you have a higher you have higher sills and a higher Which makes it feel heavy. Isn't it a little bit? And, and I it's know, got know. like a, a deeper dashboard. I think something different about it. But the Cayman you're, does. Your bathtub down into the Cayman, yeah. and you kind of sit on top of the Avora. That's like, how I felt. Like like Hushy Pushy said that he drove his. I feel like I'm sitting on top of this car. Like yeah. The way you sit on top of a go kart. Exactly. Like you sit high and you look down at everything. As yeah. Opposed to yeah. sit low and kind of look up. Right. Yeah. right. Yep. But I don't think the Avora feels less than three thousand pounds at all. To me, it felt really. I light. mean, it did yeah. feel light to me yeah. too. I jumped out of the Avora into the nine forty four. I'm like, oh, this oh, is a light car. Well, and that's yeah. twenty eight hundred pounds. That's also it's a like, very light car. I mean, so if, speaking, but but, but I'm saying, but that's only two hundred fifty pounds difference or something like that. So, you know, when you like when you think when you drive that, you're like, yeah, this feels about the weight of like my GTI or something like that, like thirty three thousand pounds, three thousand thirty pounds. To, to me, it feels like halfway between a modern, bigger sports car and like an Elise, where it mm-hmm. feels lighter on its feet than the weight suggests, but it doesn't feel like a super lightweight car. Yeah, I mean, I also come from a four thousand pound car that hustled through the mountains, so I'm kind of used to a big old heavy bitch. I break and rotate and turn in and lay the weight. I'm constantly playing with the weight. So the Avora to me is like, oh my god, this is so dainty. I can just turn the wheel without well, like there's loading something, the nose. And I think it feels small. It has that short front end. It's yeah. actually a really narrow cabin, and then you actually have a you have a pretty narrow view of the front end. The rear is fucking wide. gets super wide and fat, but you're not seeing that when you're in the car. You're looking straight down at the road, and it and it feels pretty, and you're pretty far forward, and it feels like a pretty small little little thing that you're yeah. in. But um, and I think the weight thing is like uh it, to me like I you always have this association of a very light car having very quick like light like connected steering and very grippy steering like and that's kind of like I think it makes it feel lighter to me because I'm it's just unbelievable like you 
I mean, I didn't get to push it super hard because it was wet out, but like I can tell that there's always more front end grip, more front end grip. Like you can, it's, I mean, it's a kind of a quality that mid engine cars have, right? But like it was very remarkable in this car, uh, with the minimal driving that I did, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's what helps really kind of hide the weight for me. Um, but the same would be true in the Cayman too, right? It would be, yeah. But I think it's, yeah, there's a combination of all these things you described, right? Like it's like how, what your seating position and like the visibility. And so now you're associating this larger thing. And it kind of is, I don't know, it's a kind of a psycho- I'm, I'm kind psychological of you. thing, I'm you know, kind of with you. And also yeah. you feel like the, the Porsche is a more solidly built car. And I think there's something to that. Like, right. Psychologically, well, it's like, right. it's a right. thing. there's like more isolation in the Porsche. That's right. Definitely. So like to, yeah. to, right. to have fun in the Cayman for me, like I love 981s, but I have to be just beating the shit out of it before it wakes up. Yeah. And do you think this is a GT4 comparison? Uh, would that be more fair? Yeah, the 400s are close to the GT4. Yeah. I is mean, it? on price, it's more than that's a GT4. Yeah. Although, so. although Marcellus is a GTS, which is like pretty, it's not like yeah. just a standard S, right? So, Correct. Yeah. yeah. He's a GTS coilover, some other goodies. It's pretty, I'm, I actually, I really want to crock and I to meet up, um, and do like, the you whole, guys need to swap. Yeah. So he talked about the cars. I was going to say, that's I've never driven Phil's car, but uh, with the gearing and stuff, that would be mm-hmm. a really tough, especially down there. Battle. Yeah, yeah, all the big high speed sweeper stuff. Yeah, and mm-hmm. place where you can use the Perfect power pavement. of both cars and yeah, because um, that's a big one for me. Is the Caymans throw their grip away on all the roads we like out here, um, whereas the Avora just glides over stuff. Dude, huh. that the ride quality on the Avora is so impressive. I took it on a few roads north of here that are notoriously rough, uh, just like. 35 miles an hour, but potholes and cracked pavement. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't hit bump stuff one time on my whole drive and I was going over like stuff where I'm like, Oh shit. And then just totally absorbed it's it. Complete somehow. non-event. Yeah. But, and, and this must be some place where you talked about like the engineers coming in. This must be where they're putting all yeah. the nerd out part. They have is to the be. chassis stiffness have and be. that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Th- th- that's their ethos. And would they, would they like talk about that with you? Like they'd gloss over the shift cable, but then they'd be yeah. willing to go deep when it right. comes to the. Yeah, chassis. why are you so pissed off about this stuff? Didn't you drive the car over the right. bumps? Like, didn't you get it loose? This is a mid-engine car; you can drift easy. Would they talk about that stuff? Hundred oh, yeah. percent. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Those guys. A nice way to put it: they're like a bunch of English nerds with Aspergers. I mean, they are so like engineering <laughs> focused. Nice way to put that it. That when you talk about some of the other issues, they're like, "Well, why does that matter?" Mm. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. When you get in the car in the rain and drive it down a narrow road, you can place it exactly where you want it, threshold break it like touching the ABS, and slide it everywhere. So why the fuck are you mad about the, ha- the rear hatch? Because it's a car, by the way. <laughs> and a car, everything and everything you made is not working. Yeah, that's why. Exactly. <laughs> like, everything you made. a lot of money. <laughs> because only half the like because not everything you gave me works correctly. That's well, why they, I'm they, mad. Of course, if you ask them, like, well, I could get a Cayman, and the Cayman will do X, Y, and Z, and then like, yeah. we're English and we won the bloody war. So like, you know, they, yeah, they're still. Yeah. Can we all just picture like what if Lotus hired Lane for three years? Yeah, dude. I'll it fucking would just be like clean them up. Like, like fights, shape, bloodshed yeah. for like, you know, 18 months. <laughs> and then they would like go all walk away and then they'd come back well, they've together. Always been and, I know, but they would like immediately cease production and be like, <laughs> yeah. you spend $600,000 on quality, quality control. There would be one something. car they would produce though with all the fit and finish dialed. Yeah. So in all fairness, I didn't, you know, you go over all these cars with like fine tooth comb and you look at all the stuff like the, f- the, oh, I hate the view out of the front, the right side of the passenger side of the hood meeting the body. The gap is like fucking three feet. And then the left is like a, a quarter inch. Yeah. 
it's like, and you're looking down that gap. You know the one I'm talking about. And it's like so annoying. But in all fairness, there was a post of a brand new BMW M2 today, and it's like a close-up of the headlight. By BMW itself. By, I think it was BMW, or it might have been like Michelin or something. But it was like the front light, like the the cool whatever lights, and then it's the hood and the fender. And the hood is fucking... not not only not aligned with the fender, it is like an inch lower mm-hmm. at the tip. So, you know, whatever. That's and that's like a mass produced, like you know, well well regarded fit and finished car. The I guess is BMW will dial that in over that production run. Yeah, you like, would okay, this happened in the model year twenties and we fixed it by model year twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Lotus will go What's your problem? And I remember looking at the first F-150s, the aluminum ones, and the well, hood, like terrible. the hood and the fender was like gnarly the way they lined up. You're like, whoa, that doesn't even look like you guys like tried. Exactly. You know? So and I don't now, know. Now it's probably fine. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, oh, one thing I did know, I was walking out to the car and I'm like, oh shit, is there a big dent? I'm like, oh no, it's just like a wavy body panel. <laughs> so it's the door where it, the door before it goes to the line and then it hits the fender, front fender. There's like a little, it does a little bit of a jog. Yep. And, <laughs> um, and the car's dirty too. I could imagine if it's clean, you would notice you it w- way worse. Yeah. Yeah. It would be way worse. The whole but. car is the whole body FRP. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So no, no, no aluminum or nope. anything on the metal. So it, it's kind of like the older Ferraris. You, you'll get the paintwork on it. It's just absolutely abysmal. Like you clean a 355 and walk up to it. Yeah. And you go, Oh my God, there's waves in it. Yeah. It's just. It's they're they're an exotic car from fifteen or twenty years ago. Is a nice way yeah. to put it. They, they they have not invested the money because honestly, it's Lotus. They've never had the money to say let's clean this stuff up because for their mission, it's just not that important. I mean, their their current uh, CEO said with the Evora four hundred and the Evora GT, they wanted to make like eighty or ninety percent of a McLaren for you know a third of the price. So well, so how do you do that? You you have to cut corners somewhere. If if the mission is make the car drive as great as possible, you're gonna go. Well, we could spend a hundred million dollars tooling up the factory to build this car perfectly, but will that really sell more cars? Probably not. Probably yeah. not. I guess the hard part is this: just that they have competition. You know, like so you're yeah, kind of like they, at they the don't price exist point. In a vacuum. Yeah, I mean, they in, in they, the, they got the 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 major things right, though. I mean, I mean, the, the car is brilliant. It to drive. sounds good and it's fast and it handles well. And, Great brakes and it rides well and the brakes are good. Um, good. I don't like the. The um, throttle response of from yeah. a from, yeah, from like weird. especially from a start and it has none. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> big yeah. difference with sport for uh, throttle response for sure. But not I, still I not off. Turn the, it on. Not like um, you could. I could sit there at a light and wiggle my foot by a quarter inch. Nothing happens. Happen, yeah. But I, I forgot that I had turned it off sport and then I hit another fun road and uh, started going. I almost thought like. Had something wrong, like big so, difference. Yeah, huh? Oh shit! I'm president's much more responsive. So, what do you guys feel? I, I not only does exhaust and that throttle response. There wasn't a suspension stiffening going on so, at all. I, didn't I don't know. know. There, there, there's no electronic suspension. Okay, it's just springs and coils. I mean, I mean, yeah. there's nothing. So it's just the, the so it's just the throttle mapping. The throttle yeah. mapping changes. That's it. Steering and, and, and it relaxes same. the stability control. The steering is the steering, right. and well, the race is control stability off. Uh, race is pretty pretty loose. Like I've got like three quarters for encounter. I didn't even mode. use race. I just um, use sport. 
if you hold race and tap it again, it'll turn everything off. But race uh, probably doesn't do anything to like the auto response or anything. The car idles at a higher RPM when you press race. So it'll go from idling at 700 to 1,000. Like my first got the car, I'm like, oh, what's oh. race do? And I press it and it just started vibrating. I'm like, oh, we're just vibrating because we're a race car. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Because race car. How do you guys feel about the sound? Do you like the, because I noticed that I agreed with what I like revving it out without sport on. More, more, I thought it sounded machine, cool. Right? Yeah, you, you the heard the supercharger and yeah. the intake, but the throttle response obviously makes for, up that, for yeah, that. With the, that's, that's, yeah, but the exhaust kind of overwhelmed. That would be nice to have the sport, and if you could turn off the exhaust, you can. Oh, you can. Uh, there's, there's, there's a separate exhaust button. I, think, exactly. I thought I was yeah. doing that, but I don't know if it was fully turning it off. If you floor it, it still opens up. Okay, that's. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I was. Fully I drove it whatever he set for me. I didn't touch it. Yeah, I put it in race mode. Oh, okay. I was in race mode. He said, "Turn it all off." I'm like, "Nah, it's brand new. We'll put you in race mode." <laughs> Art, Art, he just <laughs> puts his hands up. Turn it all off. Yeah, do it for me. Well, because he's gonna pull a wheel sensor on me. Like, no, no, no. Before you get under the car, pull a wheel sensor. <laughs> like Danny you know. in the dash. Yeah. It shifts pretty well. I mean, better than you great. were saying. So the first Avoras shifted closer to Elise's. They get like hung up on the blind gates and whatnot. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, and ultimately, it's a transmission from a diesel Hilux. So mm. it's it's a strong gearbox, but mm. you can't hustle that gearbox. Like, Brian just had a fucking he has had orgasm. Yeah. yeah, such a strong. I diesel actually, box. I really no, like second and third. Diesel Hilux. Like still second and third was nice. <laughs> like it was very mechanical and easy. I just it. wanted you to go straight yeah. up. Like second and third. No, it was easy to second. shift, and it was pretty mechanical My feeling. Only very, like, the whole thing is, uh, I picked the car up and it was forty degrees, and that fucking knob was it's cold. Ice, oh, yeah. ice. It was a fucking icicle. I'll tell you one thing. It took me two hours what? to put a patch in a tire, and that was a pain and in the ass. And I think that, a after plug. getting a nail in my tire. Plug. That was my I didn't do I, it. I think I did uh, it. But, it was you. Uh, or it popped on Brian, though. So Ooh. Brian didn't get a good run. Oh, but I got a lot of time at the gas station filling up yeah, tires. That's hey, oh, let me let me bring up another thing about that. So uh, you look on the dash, uh, and it says... Uh, you know, 31, 32, 33, uh, 15. TPMS, we're talking about. TPMS, here. it's a little gauge, uh, and the upper left says 15. So I go out and measure, and it's like, the tire's good. And so I'm like, um, all right, maybe it's a sensor thing. So then I go back and check the back left. Back left is completely out. And then I look again at the display, oh. and the car was turned sideways. Yes. So I literally, I was close to just chalking it up to a stupid Lotus thing. Like, mm. You guys had it. It was 15. But they turned the car sideways, so yeah. upper left is actually left rear. Oh, weird. Lotus. And so it was yeah. like, yeah. yeah, and, you know. Jesus. You, yeah, you, and, and the, so the back left sensor actually, by the way, is, uh, or no, the back right. Slow to react. Slow to, yeah, slow yeah. to react. So I was like messing, trying to get it all easy equal and you know it was stuck two pounds off and eventually it caught up and and yeah like it would take a little while it's just a yeah bad the sensor going out but mm-hmm. sensor going out on a brand new car well i'm guessing or just a two-year-old slow, car slow to read yeah. although that is what that you, can you blame lotus on that though? no because it's a who, who makes that bosch or something probably yeah, yeah. they might have that well, the they, they might have spec out the cheapest one they could possibly find because mm, right. again why would you spend money on that when you spend you know the money on the extruded aluminum tub yeah. and that's probably uh you probably have to have that now or tpms yeah yeah that's okay. backup cameras and that or yeah must have wow. yeah Gotcha. Oh, that stereo is something to bold. <laughs> oh, it's bad. You know it's bad. That's, that's obvious. Uh, M. Dom says, uh, at my femur hurts, have you tried shaving your beard in traffic yet? I don't know how to answer that because I don't have a beard. 
Is that is that a, is that a reference? Is that a Top Gear thing? Because it rides so smooth or something? Maybe. I, oh, maybe. Uh, I mean, I remember with the original one, um, it rode so smooth that you know Carson goes off the track with it and drives around the dirt. Loved it. And then he said that the original radio was so bad he could actually just store his Werther's originals there. Which, I mean, ten years later, the radio is still that bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, I put it in reverse, and there's like all these different lines for backing it up. <laughs> There's yeah. like three different sets of lines. Oh, this is a big warning. Please don't trust this camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's never depends solely on camera. Yeah, that's funny, well, you dude. can't see out the back, oh, so yeah, what am I going to do, Lotus? You need that camera. So yeah, I, put it, can... I put it in reverse, and Marcel was like, dude, that's like the end of freaking episode four where they're blowing the Death Star. I'm like, stay on target. Yeah, stay on yeah. target. <laughs> it's it's yeah, there are. Yeah, there's like different, there's like so, three varieties of lines, <laughs> and one of them's like a shaded area. Yeah, it makes <laughs> no sense. And they, don't, they overlap weird. Anyhow, um, as far as shaving my beard, if I had one, I guess I wouldn't shave it in the oh, car because my gross. stubble would go yeah. through the seats. Oh, oh I like yeah, the design of the interior. I like the small little center console. Like, yeah, simple. I like buttons. how it's like very minimalist. Yeah, but but also like com- cozy enough. Like I, I like and the seats are great. They're sparkles. The seats are great. Seats are amazing. Yeah. So the yeah. only problem so I had was the center of the seat back is quite thin as a thin pad. Okay. So it was very hard after yeah, an need, hour. Maybe a little lumbar would help. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I never turned the stereo on though. I, I just didn't kept either. The, door, the windows down. Yeah, it's pretty and, shitty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll find out about the seats in the rally. So yeah, let me know. Maybe I was just having a bad back day. Who knows? Um, bad rabbit habit says, how many cup holders does it have? And what sort of MPG does it get? And he adds when you're picking up your children from soccer practice, it has one cup holder uh-huh. in between the seats. And it's like far back. So you can't really get to it. It's the worst place cup holder ever. <laughs> oh, I didn't even no, see that. It's not the worst. Like the it, worst what, is when you're, I feel like my E36 M3, it was right next to the shifter. So if I had a cup in the cup holder you and I shifted it, it in a second, you, it would you, knock it over. Hit your big goal. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's not good. Mm. That's uh, worse MPGs. than being inaccessible. It was um, sucking it down while I was driving. Yeah. So it's my fun weekend car. So like my SS, when I can, it gets six miles a gallon. <laughs> and I thought the, well, what is that capable on the highway? 35? God, no. The, the, oh. I thought it had like five. The, the SS. Well, the Corvette's no, the, the, the SS is like 20, 23, yeah. 24 or something. Okay. Because Corvette's, I think this came year. out like a, they get also 20, 30 or something. Like 20, a thousand yeah. pounds lighter. But they're, they're lighter, less yeah. frontal area, all that kind of shit. Yeah, right. right. Uh, the Avora, I'm like, oh, being a supercharged V6, it'll get so much better gas mileage. I started mobbing the mountains like it gets six. Wow. No way. I it's huh. just went it, through it half gets, a tank and it, it, that's no probably t- just yeah. dumping fuel out of the back. There's probably down. some shit that's forced like, induction. Not right? That's like the thing, right? Like, Sucking I mean, it down. I guess to make four hundred horsepower you have to spend enough gas to make four hundred horsepower, you know. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh a couple other people asked this as well, but uh how are the back seats in the Avora? This is Kurt K photo. Unusable. I, I, I was I did lies, lies, lies that they were there. I put a friend of mine back there and we went mobbing around for like twenty minutes. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so she's like five two. I went to, back there. I went to put my daughter in the back when I picked her up from school. I opened the back and I'm like, there is I mean, I guess we could I didn't try and put the seat how far it would go, but there is like barely room for a foot right there. So if I'm sitting where I'm comfortable, yeah. the seat back is almost touching the back seat. Yes. And the back seats are actually held in place by Velcro too, because you know, yes. performance through lightweight. But if you actually split the right side between the, the passenger and the back passenger, I had a friend of mine, she's like five foot ten sitting up front and a five foot two friend sitting behind her. Yeah. So it's all about fitting the feet. So you yeah. can get enough room to fit the feet. I didn't try to put the seat forward. Yeah, if you, I didn't if you roll the seat it. forward, it's okay. Yeah. Um so the biggest difference between the S1 car and the Series 2 car that I have is that the tub's different. 
and the older tub is 11 inches narrower in the back seat. So the older cars, 11 inches. 11 inches. I mean, the, the older ones had back seats because fuck you insurance rights. I mean, they were terrible. Just for, yeah, one weekend Just bag sure. or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. This one actually has like some kind of gentle delusion you might fit a normal sized human back there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even if you can't fit a human back there, there is a convenience factor for putting stuff. Oh, like yeah. It's so good. Yeah. That's where so the Cayman. That, that's why I'm talking in. about like, yeah, what, what I was asking about. That's why like Cayman sucks. Cayman, yeah. 11, like these, these things matter, right? Yeah. Uh, there's trade off. Like it's more livable in that sense, but Wait, totally. Like, uh, were we talking about another car that mid engine that had a rear seat recently? I think we're trying. Uh, to that was a, or was it just the? No, it was the Avora, and we're like, it's the only mid-engine car with a rear seat. I yeah. think maybe the well, because didn't the, the Ferrari three sixty five GTB? Well, GT four did. Well, and so and did aside from that, which one else? Three way GT four. The yeah. fucking Mondial. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but um, we're talking modern. in the last oh, modern. Like, twenty modern years. Times, no. Modern offerings. And like, you know, Marcel teases me. He goes, "Oh, my Cayman's got a, a frunk and a trunk." I'm like, "Well, I have a trunk that doesn't open, and I have a back seat I can get to." Dude, so, I, yeah, right. that's rad. Like, put bags in it's and all right. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Motor Fair adds that uh, he had his son in a huge Recaro car seat in the back behind his five foot nine wife. Uh, it was tight but totally doable. Yeah, nice. So, there you go. Definitely key that uh, the kid can get themselves into the seat, I think. Offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. If you don't win, you don't pay. All you have to do is download the app, snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, get matched to an experienced lawyer, and you won't pay for the ticket. Enter code AWESOME to get a nice discount. Eat with Naveed says, what will replace the Avora when the deal is up? And then uh, Oyster Rye says, you should be forced to go with a 25-year-old rule. It's fair. For the next car. So what? Yeah, how long are you going to have this thing? What's the lease? So the term? lease is 18 months, which is like the weirdest lease huh. ever. Well, that is a weird lease. Right? What the fuck? But the car's already two years old. Right. So you're, so, you're at the end of the year. Your, right. your time. <laughs> so the, the thought from the owner of the company was, I'm going to lease you the car for a year and a half. You'll treat it halfway decent. By the way, think how much money you saved by not having the car for two years. Seriously, right? <laughs> and you put lease. nothing down, too. Yeah. So we have to... Nothing in the pocket. Free lease. And that's, you'll probably be done with it at that point anyway. But he said a free lease months. on an Avora for two years. Well, I mean, it's not, he didn't it's not drive free. the car. I, I still have a, I have a monthly payment. No, no, no. I'm saying the yeah. first no, two the years first are free. two years of the lease. Yeah. But I didn't drive the car the first ah, two years. Ah, well, you yeah, know. How about that? <laughs> no Log- maintenance either. So, uh, no, there's probably maintenance was in the showroom. Yeah. Um, so I'll have it for 18 months. And my original thought this year was get a V12 Vantage. So I borrowed Gen's V12. You guys have driven too. I was smitten with that car. I absolutely freaking love that car. Deep smit. I don't get... The, the deepest Schmidt you could ever Schmidt from England. Oh, I mean, like, I lost, I lost deepest Schmidt. I yeah. lost teeth eating cucumber sandwiches. I was so English driving that car. I oh. fucking love that thing. Wow. It's an English Mustang with a gigantic fucking engine. It's sexy. It sounds amazing. I wanted one of those really bad. And my goal was to buy one of those this upcoming summer hmm. was sell the SS, buy a V12 Vantage. Uh, the Avora dealer just kind of went plop and fell into my lap. So I was like, okay, well, I'll get that instead. Year and a half. The, the running cost in the Avora is a ton less than the V12 Vantage. I would imagine so. Um, plus, the way that I drive, there's less fear of blowing the Avora up versus blowing up a V12 Vantage, yes. which is nice. Oh, so, God, can you imagine? God, dude, 
I was telling a friend of mine who is thinking about buying my SS over the summer. and A dumb bastard is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Smart guy. He actually listens to the podcast. Like, oh, it's a great car, great car, dude. Great car. <laughs> I mean, it's all it's brand new, right? It's been in the shop. I don't think it's been revved over four grand. So, that's, so like, my whole thing was that to have the, the V12 Vantage, I have to have like 20 or 30 grand in the oh shit Vantage fund. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or a very good one. big deal. Yeah, or be willing to throw it away. Exactly. I'll just walk away from my hundred thousand yeah. dollar English car. Well, I'll just run it into a mountain and then say, "Sell to the insurance company." Pretty, yeah. It's a pretty aggressive okay. move, dude. Yeah, yeah. like it's, that's, it's a, it's that's a power aggressive yeah. next step. Yeah. So I, I but, why but, does Gen want you to do uh, uh, twenty five years? Because uh, both Gen and the V tease me for driving it's modern fast, cars, fast car, fast, fast car, fast. Yeah. So they, they tease me for enjoying driving fast cars fast as opposed to driving. I like how you phrase it. They tease me for enjoying something that I, <laughs> exactly, yeah. I like doing. It makes me feel good and they don't like well, it. Well, to, to be fair, getting an old air cooled 911 down a road takes more skill and more balls than driving yeah. a modern car down the road. Um, I get that. So they're just, they're tired of you up in their, in their rearview mirror. I wouldn't be in their rearview mirror. Oh, shit. Oh, you'd be way up front, right? Um, no, honestly, it makes total sense. I mean, I really love when, when Gen throws me the keys to older cars. They're just, there's something more fun. Like, I am the guy that made that whole drive work as opposed to this car is so goddamn good, I didn't fuck it up. So I really enjoy driving old air-cooled cars for that reason. Um, but again, if you have a bunch of old air-cooled cars, you have to have the $20,000 retainer of, oops, I popped my old air-cooled car. Yeah. So. Um, so hard to, hard to have that be your only car, maybe. It wouldn't be. I'd get probably a Volt or uh, some electric car right. for my daily driver. Right. I would love for you to get a V12 Vantage. So you're going to get a V12 yes. Vantage. They're so rad. I really want a V12 They're phenomenal cars. Yeah. Black. I mean, dude, yeah. Gen's black, black, carbon black. He has the carbon black edition. I, yeah. I, I was smitten with that car. So Art texts me after he drove. He goes, you are fucking crazy. I'm like, why? Was, those, those tires are heat cycled out. I'm like, yeah, it's fun. It slides everywhere. Like, what, what, what's the big deal? I mean, that car for me was a blast. It was brake, turn in, half turn to counter steer, and just slide everywhere. That was so much fun. Definitely does that. Bold moves. Or did that, especially with the old tires. It was yeah. like, yeah, it's hard to stick beyond like a quarter throttle for a while there. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, really cool car, though. I, that sound, as you said, the engine. Yep. I mean, I just love I, I think I it had been a while since I had driven um, Ruben's 997 GT2 RS. Or wait, 9972 GT3 RS. And... I told him, I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm pretty sure that the Aston has better throttle response in this car. Like, it's, yeah. I, it's really, really, what? really good. It's no. so fucking good. And, you know, and, and GT3s are no, I mean, of all types, any GT911 uh, is going to have phenomenal, um, you know, throttle response. They have super light valve trains and all that shit, too. So, but I mean, the V12 is, ah, oh, man. Dude, it's I'm so calling good. shenanigans on that. Dude, I, 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 I've, I was blown away by, uh, that exact car of Rubens, and I don't think. Dude, yeah, I, I, I want to. I need to I see need numbers. To, yeah, it would be nice to be back to back, right? To like actually, that's what's all about, right? It's the feel because it's it's just so fucking responsive. There's and, so many cars that you want to drive back to back with, like the Evora, for example. Yeah. Like I would love to do an Aston Martin, uh, just interior fit and finish, just all that stuff. Because I kind of forget. I I think yeah. I give it a pass in a lot of ways. And the V2 Advantage, honestly, is kind of rough on the inside. Yeah. It's very uh, oh the the, the piano simplistic. black center yeah it's a little plastic and also the high high uh, center console which then the, the shifters, shifters up, high. Like up by your ears like yeah, but it's very that's very like GT car I know yeah. but that's the thing is you kind of like give you give it a pass on certain things You're yeah like, nah, it's kind of should be that way right but yeah, yeah like we were driving down from and Pebble it definitely Beach. was tight it's like a, you're cocooned in yeah. this little well like, and the car was weird because it's like halfway in between a sports car and a GT car exactly yeah. it's like yeah. too stiff to it be a GT car but like not sharp enough to be a sports car no yeah it. 
Yeah, it definitely wasn't sharp enough to be a sports but car. But for some freaking reason, when I drove that car, I'm like, this it. is like a soccer I hooligan totally in an Armani suit. I and totally agree. Size-wise, also, it looks, it has a lot big presence, but it's actually kind of small. It's not a big car. Yeah. yeah. Such short overhangs. Yeah. It's very cool. And then the, the, the shifter engine harmony was like not quite S2000 level, but pretty good. Yeah. And you go, that's like a six-liter V12 and a transaxle. Like, yeah, the fact that, that I can sit there and just bang gear changes and I do it for fun. Yeah. And it sounded so good. Oh my that was a that's just a total look back car too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like everywhere I went, I'm like fucking hand put my hand out as far as I can to click the clicker. Like, yeah. look, everyone see me? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm driving. Like walk away, you're like click, click. Yeah. You like kind of extend it for a while so everyone can see you. you I think you're the only one doing that. <laughs> really? Way. It's yeah. a sexy ass car, man. <laughs> no, Dude, I, did, I, did I don't know, too. man. Yeah. yeah. You're listening to Bawachaba with the windows down? <laughs> Definitely not. Hang your pistols. No, I'm listening, to like, I'm listening to like come on, baby, come Mozart baby. or something, dude. I'm listening <laughs> to Vivaldi, Four Seasons. Four Seasons, dog. Just rolling out of that thing. That thing's dope. Uh, the only detractor on that Aston, and actually something about the Evora, is uh, highway speeds. It has a kind of a hum. It wasn't super cosseted as a GT might be. Mm. Remember that from Pebble? Oh, yeah, you drove it home from Pebble. And it was, uh, there was a vibration coming through. It almost felt like it was yes, I do sprung a little too sharply or maybe yeah. not enough side, uh, sidewall. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but you the Evora had a little, has a little bit of tire noise that comes through. Which well, is surprising. They're PS4S's. I know. Sure, like in my SS, never, those, are, those are stone cold quiet. Yeah, those that, are good quiet. You heard what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just at a certain speed. Well, hey, sir, can I interest you in a Fiesta ST? Oof, oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> one more quick follow-up. Yeah. Oster, I said 25-year. Are you considering an import or something? Um, okay, I, I, I've been all over the map. So before I bought my E9 years ago, it took me like two or three years to find out which car I wanted to buy. And the girl I was dating at the time was like, I'm never driving your fucking car because I watched you obsess for so long over which car to get that like I'll drive it and that's the day like the dump truck's going to hit it and you would have avoided it, but I can't. And you become a rich man. Dude, I fucking obsess over like what car to buy next. So I've thought about a lot of older cars because older cars in a lot of ways are a lot of fun. Um, when I go drive with, with Gan, like I love driving his older cars. Like, again, there's, there's a lot more. You get to the end of the road and it's like, I did that as opposed to that car is just that good. Mm. I mean, that was my complaint with the original NSX. They're so sick, but it's like that car's just that good as opposed to I'm so sick. I was able to wrestle this Ferrari to the ground and drive it correctly. Yeah, but for what sure. are you, what are you importing? Cause I don't think he'd say 25 year rule unless he, you or were is talking he thinking about just importing, classic, right? I, don't know, I think he's just saying a classic. It's just something classic in general. Yeah. Okay. Um, it has I, nothing I have, to do I have with talked like, about. Maybe looking at a Lotus Carlton because I just for some yes, reason I love it. big sedans. Do it. <laughs> what do those run? Uh, like fifty. Yeah, those are so rad, dude. That'd be awesome. I mean, Jeez, for, for some noise reason, is out of this guy's mouth. Yeah, it's freaking out, yeah. dude. So I've I've always wanted a Carlton my entire freaking life. Me too. Yeah. They're just they're well, ridiculous. Well, I wanted one first, man. I can <laughs> tell by his voice. The timing just never yeah, right. You guys, though, you what, you, yeah. I need to see the date stamps of when you I guys know, wrote yeah, it in I, your personal journal. Yeah, the, exactly. The diary. I was like seven. I could barely even write. I don't know. For for some reason, I just I enjoy big four door sedans. I've had numerous E thirty nines. I love my SS. I mean, it's it's always fun on the rally. And people are kind of like, why'd you bring that? And I'll go rip down a road. They're like, Jesus fucking Christ, that thing hauls. I'm like, that's why I have it. It's fun. Yeah. I feel you. So, not answer. We, you're, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I like it. Whimsically, whatever I'll buy when the time comes, I'll yeah. turn the Lotus back in. Jesus Christ. Um, you have good taste in cars, though. You're all over the place. From E9 to SS to Evora. Yeah. It's kind of, you never know what 
you're going to get. I enjoy when they are either really pretty or they drive really nice. Like we never know what you're going to get. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, my cars are like a box of chocolates. Yeah. That Brendan's buying. <laughs> we never know which chocolate he's going to pick and eat. Um, wait, wait, wait. Did you, say, did you say life is like a box of chocolates? Sure. My car is like a box of chocolates. I didn't say it. Life was like a box of chocolates. Forrest Cup. Life was what? like? What? It's not is. You're weird, dude. It's not is. He doesn't say was. Life was like a box of chocolates? It's it, is. It's life is, is like... Oh, fuck this. We're looking at it. It's not <laughs> right now. Yeah, this Put us in bed. This is some barren... Lammer Jammer, you put, you put the brakes on this right now. Look it up. Okay, so now explain yourself. I guess because she, it's his mom in past tense, so she can say was... Look it up. Mom uh, always said life was. quoting her. Mom always says... Mom always said... Life was like a box of co- that kind of makes sense. You said cockpit. Well, not if what? not if he's quoting. Was that a cockpit? <laughs> cockpit? Conquest? What'd you say? I'm gonna be so sad Star if I was right. I don't. Okay, I'm gonna try to play it on YouTube, but I don't want them to play an ad. Of course they will. Yeah, yeah. Well, hold on the ad and then play it into the mic. Was like a box. Oh, oh, he's oh, oh dang, I think back every bad thing I said about you, Art. Mom always said, How many times did you watch that movie? More yeah, he just like yeah. watched it on some fucking. No, it was probably a, it was probably like a weird, like, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. Some, no like, I actually, I, I or did something. see that movie or a, a forum. A forum. I did see it a lot when I was <laughs> the car lounge. The car lounge. I just saw that movie a lot. I remember, and I, that was an argument I had regularly with people. Oh, like, jeez. So, um, Imagine this fun night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he's got the whipped cream on his nose. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Vespa. Jesus God. Christ. So annoying, like scarf. dude. Like then, Buick Regal. The Buick Regal. I okay. feel like there's a bumper sticker in there with like <laughs> was and big bold letters. Yeah. yeah. So you can tell I'm everybody. not kidding about a yoga and stuff uh, bumper sticker. I, I know. Really, we like, should, I actually we mentioned should do it on the way down. I think it's good. We should do it. My search for that was Gump Mama Always. <laughs> That's what we got. It came up real That's quick. pretty good. Nice, nice it, job there. Hit, hit the nail on the head there. Got to keep it keep it light and airy. Um, are you going into more questions? I have some more, but yeah, please, yeah. please talk. I, I don't know. Look, We're just kind of up. chatting about Evoras. I well, I learned something about myself. <laughs> We're just talking lotuses up in here. <laughs> I learned something about myself. This car makes me realize that um, I am a sucker for practicality. Like I love practical cars. And uh, I feel like I should love everything this Lotus is about. But I just don't really care. Like, I feel like it's like we already described. It's a toy and it just doesn't that doesn't resonate with me. Maybe if I had a much bigger bank account and this was like in the realm of possibility to have like five or six expensive cars, then I would start caring. I don't know. But for me, it's like. I don't care. Sure, it can handle fast. It's kind of cheating. You're, you know, making all these sacrifices. Like the rear visibility sucks and this backseat is unusable. Um, and so it's like, you know, if I, I'm interested, if you can like, uh, take the chassis tuning and the stiffness and whatever construction that they figured out, if you can turn that into like a little small sedan, then I'm in. Then I care. That's fair. Like, but you know, and it's like, you, I just didn't, you know, I, I didn't know I felt that way until you get to drive these amazing cars, right? And it's like, you know, this is kind of cream of the crop for fun back road stuff. And yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Well, it's fun for me because like I have one of the best sports sedans currently available, right? No, it's not available. Not, not currently, but yeah. In recent <laughs> modern. history. Yeah, modern. Um, and I love, 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 love my SS. 
But the Lotus for me is like, since I have the SS, I don't mind about all the other shit about the Lotus. Yeah, it's yeah. my mm-hmm. Saturday morning. It's your toy. What yeah. year is your yeah. SS for the listeners? Uh, 2016. Manual, of course. Manual. Yep. Um, so it's one of those cards. It seems like, like you've had the Avora for less than a month and a half. It's only two years uh, newer, though. Yeah. It's weird. Time flies. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's after you know getting so many miles on the showroom floor unsold. But, I mean, I get it. it. It's a car that, like, it has a certain very narrow use case. Its use case is not like, this is my life accomplishment to show the Joneses I'm keeping up. Like, if you buy the car for that, you're a fucking idiot. It's like, I can afford to have a fun car for this exact use case. Mm-hmm. In my case, I'm cheating. I got the car cheaper than I should have, right? So it's even easier for me to have the thing. Um, my friend Eric was like, dude, he, he loved my blog post. But he's like, you got to put a caveat in there somewhere. That you only excuse this shit because you got the car cheaper than you should have. It definitely helps. And you did put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes, you're absolutely right. If the car was a practical car and had all these things, it'd be like a goddamn revelation. But because it's not practical and it's in such a niche use case, it's why it doesn't sell. But that being said, if you love, love, love the art of driving and you can afford to have that kind of toy, like you should look at that over a Cayman. Because I think a lot of guys buy a Cayman just to have like a weekend bruiser. It's like, well, the Avor is a better weekend car than a Cayman is. But if you drive your Cayman Monday to Friday and then you press it into Mountain Duties on the Oh, line, but is it better than the GT4? That's the question. Well, I, I can't See, wait to drive Phil's. That's I the know. thing, no, dude. I, I, drive Phil's. I, I think for you to drive it. Too. I think you're getting into like you kind of push it up when you have that really bes- like a, a more lively engine just say bespoke lane <laughs> a more lively naturally aspirated engine well that's i want to know if it is more lively well exactly that because i told phil from driving marcello's car the, the avora for me is so much more fun than marcello's car yeah and phil said i agree and that's why i sent my car to Sharkworks for all of this stuff because that's what i was just gonna say but he didn't get the gearing right he did, he did. yeah 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 he's it's got the three cut gear. gears in it yeah. he's got 400 horsepower in it okay. so that's okay. the thing is you're going to be driving a gt4 potentially that is not the run of the mill car that you can even compare. It. You it's can't even tell somebody. Yeah, you can't example. even compare it because you're yep. you're comparing a modified car too. Yeah. But, but even still, that's still fair to me. I would love to see. You know, Phil has made his car his fun weekend car. He piles miles on the Avora. He couldn't put the many miles he's no. put on. This. Oh and God. he wouldn't be nearly as comfortable. And yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Although Avora seats are more comfortable than his. I, I want I those seats so bad. I haven't sat. Those are great. The Avora yeah, ones. Yeah. They're great. I've got to really love that some stuff. time, and I, I, I might call shenanigans on that. They're awesome grip. They feel good for uh, cornering, but that it's a very thin seat. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a hard plastic shell shelled like Alcantara thing. thing. Yeah. Leather and, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to sit in a nice comfortable I, Porsche seat. I got to no, uh, but drive. Have Sean. you seen Crocs? He has the, those aren't the, comfortable Porsche seats. He has a full sports seat. Yeah, right? I, I got to drive Sean Grimes' uh, Miata. Oh, that's so much fun! Very cool. And those are Elise seats. Yeah, oh, okay. and I love that. Actually, and so Exige I got the seats. Oh wait, what? They're from an Exige. Oh, okay. So they, it's a, and they're the, different. The, the, yeah. the Elise Sport had them, and the Exige ran. And those okay. are just a straight up like fiberglass shell. Yeah, yeah and I loved that. Dude, and then so it was good. fun to then feel this other Lotus seat too, which is a little bit more padding. Yep. Yeah. Right. Actually, probably a significant amount. Actually, around. I drove with Sean last Saturday. He and I went up and did the whole loop through Pescadero yeah. and whatnot. I haven't driven a well-sorted NA Miata in a long time. And yeah. I don't fit in them very well, but holy shit, I had so much fun in that car. 
Is I this mean, built up at all, motor-wise? No, it's a, it's a stock 1.6, but like the car is just like very one six. well. It, one six. Oh. It's like very well taken care of. Suspension's fresh. Bushing's fresh. It's not like your typical very, like haggard, beat-up Miata. It's a really, 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 really nice That's Miata. That's a Koshihasu blue, too. They Ooh, did a pretty good job. Uh, you know that that is Porsche paint on that car? 964, some blue. Yeah, right? it was painted at Canapa, right? Yep. Or Canapa. Pretty sure it's DWA blue. Dude, it, that car is extremely nice. And like it reminded me, like I haven't driven a well-sorted NA Miata in a long time. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. Because most of the Miatas I've driven, like they're the haggard pieces of shit that just are yeah, worn tired out. And yeah, tired. Up. Dude, you're saying that NA Miata was painted at Canapa? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? That's cool. Uh, Dude, the paint's it, fantastic. It's, uh, it's Zach's old car. Yeah. Is it Zach's old car? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I know Zach, one like, built it all up. Okay. Like, I knew one of the employees owned it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Zach had him painted. He had okay. all the interior done by them. Oh, it's oh, the interior is super cool, yeah. too. Got it. It's a nice it. car. It's a flock dash. Yeah, yeah, I drove it on the goat paths through Pescadero. Like, it's a reminder of how much fun Miatas are. Mm. Except that, uh, my, my feet were so splayed out to clear the steering wheel, like I couldn't heel and tow it correctly, and that's a car you can't just be accidentally like, geared too high. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have like, nothing. They, oh, they, yeah, you, you gotta you go. You're yeah. pull second if you should be in first. The Miata's like, no, 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 I needed to be in first in this, and now I'm just gonna yeah. sit here and listen to it struggle. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna tie a couple things together. It's not really gonna make a lot of sense, but I, uh, so I'm just prepping you, but I got to drive the Elise. Oh, yeah. And that was a dream car of mine. I think I did talk about it the other day on the podcast. Uh, I got out of it thinking that it made me want to, it made me look up Miatas on mm-hmm. BRZO because it's like, you know, it, it was a very good car, but I just felt like you could do a lot of the same stuff with a Miata. Uh, and then, and I drove Sean's Miata and, uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. It had me building a Miata in my head where, you know, I think, you know, a couple notes on that one is that, uh, it's, you know, super wide tires, relatively speaking and sticky. Uh, and stiff suspension and I, I kind of, for the low power, I kind of wanted skinnier tires and a little more suspension travel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the dream build in my head is the, the K, K Miatas. Mm-hmm. So with the K24 swap, um, just so you have that, you know, the, the Miata motor is nothing special and the, a, a high revving, uh, Honda with 200 horsepower would be amazing in that car. So you do like less grip. A little more slidey. And you go NA? With extra. Oh, yeah. Sold. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of NA. fun. Right? I mean, it just seems like such a good combo. Yeah. And, and you do it where you got some suspension travel for these back roads. Um, uh, so stock right sidewall and people. Then, yeah, a little sidewall. And then um, and then jumping into the Evora, uh, just driving that around town, I could already tell that I liked it way better than the Elise. Yeah, I, you know, like well, I, you, so Lotus to Lotus, I, I mean. yeah, and and it's like, and that started getting me into the whole practical car thing, right. and like it's like, yeah, yeah I don't know, I having mean, a little extra space, and and this is actually, and so at the very end of it, what I was looking, uh, you know, I happened to be looking at the K twenty four or K Miata uh, Instagram, and they just announced that they're uh, on the cusp of introducing their E thirty. K24 swap. What? Which what? has been a long time planned because they actually use oh. the BMW in the K Miatas. They have, you can put the BMW E30 Getrag five speed attached mm-hmm. to it. So it's the BMW ah. tranny, Honda motor, Mazda chassis. That's kind of the combo and, uh, bolting E30 it into an E30. Honda engine. And it's, it's an, a cheap E30 M3. I'm good with it. 
That sounds pretty rad. Yeah. I mean, it sounds amazing. Dude, it's super and, into that. And so, like, all of this combined, where, like, at the end, I was like, oh, how can I get, like, an 84 E30 roll crank windows, the shitty, like, get a 318 with the shitty motor that's done, yeah. and then do this K-swap. Uh, you spend eight grand on the swap, you get the car for 500, and then uh, that could be a super fun combo with like some interior space. You like go blast. full lightweight, yeah. you know. Interesting. Um, I like by it. the way, Clark Sopper, our buddy at Round Cat Racing, has an Elise for sale with some front clamshell damage. Hmm. Oh, not, really? Not too bad. He though. owns a. I think it was his partners and something, something, but uh, salvage title. Yeah, I think it is. Um, but the damage isn't horrible. He never fixed it. He's just like, ah, I just drive it like this now. But, uh, right where the license plate, you know, holder, that little flat area kind of got crunched in. Huh. It's not broken. It's just huh. kind of smashed. What's the price on something like that? Is I it didn't ask. It's like five yeah. grand for a clam. So it's silver. If uh, you silver buy it for 25, put a clam on it, it's back to 30. Pretty nice. If pretty he didn't nice brand the title, condition. then fuck it, whatever. Move Anyways, uh, uh anyone out there, you can holler. Um, well, I don't, I'm not going to add too much to this story, but I, I got to drive the car um, all through our favorite narrow, windy back roads. Good job uh-huh. on taking a picture uh-huh. in front of a narrow road sign. Thank you. Yep. I got to prove it to the people. That's what we're <laughs> dealing with. But uh, I'm not going to say road names or anything, but I, I agreed a lot with your blog post, which was like, yeah, it's got all this fucked up shit. It, you know, the fit and finish is weird and this and that. But when you're driving it on roads like I was or like we do, it was insane. That car yeah. is super fun. And it. Handled great, great brakes. Um, I can't really say anything bad about how it rides and drives. It's fantastic. Yeah, it it, it succeeds as a toy and it falls apart as a car. Yes, like and I think you have to look at it from a perspective of a fourth car, maybe even. Yeah, you have another right. fun car that you take on the rallies, but this is your uh, total weekend, just once in a while kind of thing. Exactly, and it works so well for that. Um, mm. That's where it falls apart at 120 grand, though. Hey, that's what well, I'm saying. And I think that's why they don't sell when they're new, because yeah. my car, base car is 96 grand. Mine was 120. And you have a $120,000 toy for somebody who's really specifically into driving on back roads. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's why I think I can get a 997.1 GT3 for like 80, dude. Yeah. 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 I think you got to really uh, look at it from get just a 996, too. Yeah. Using GT3. it, how you use it. And it is yeah. spectacular. Yeah, for for what I do, which is wake up at six a.m. on the weekends and go mob around back roads, the car's it's absolutely good. freaking brilliant. And I pretty will say, good. it's nice to see you, Brennan, in a good handling car. Hey, my SS is a good handling car. She got to load it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what term to use, but there is, you know, it's it's always your SS is always and always will be an outsider. Connect. Right? It's a connected car. Yeah. It's a yeah. very. It's an actual proper of, sports car. Sensification. Yes. Yeah. Let's get back to that. Yeah. A lot of sensification. It, it, it's always been fun to take the SS on the rallies because it's like a, why the fuck is that thing here, right? It's a like, hey, I'm going to go fuck up another photo. <laughs> yes, it's really funny. I, I did a drive with the Golden Gate Lotus Club, yeah. and I nosed the Evora in versus backed it in. Because, like, fucking Lane is like, oh, my God, Brent, like, backs in his fucking SS like he belongs there. So I just nosed the Evora in. It's like, well, I don't belong here. You're, you're in 1,600-pound yeah, Lotus. Yeah, yeah, What could you, what, uh, a la Volvo, uh, Livery, could you put on the SS to bring it up a notch? Oh, I mean, straight NASCAR, Earnhardt, maybe. Yeah, NASCAR. His is orange though. Everything would be so douchey. Oh, wrap, do. yeah, wrap, sure. full wrap, whatever you do. Yeah. The best thing you can do with that car wrap. is keep it as stock as possible. Well, dude, it looks like a fucking rental car anyway. It's like, what's more stock than a rental car looking thing? Yeah, it's put budget. A wrap would be on. good. A NASCAR wrap would be pretty funny. 
Well, you but you have to slam it and put giant. Yeah, yeah. Just put like that, bar, like that barcode on the window so people think it's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought about doing that, but like that's a joke that would amuse me and nobody else. So I'm like, yeah, yeah fuck you need yeah. an enterprise license plate frame or something. Yeah. Oh god. Um. Anyways, thanks for letting us borrow it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, budget had fun, dude. The day I I was Tuesday morning, it's crystal clear, nobody on the roads. Oh. I almost ran in. I almost fucking ran into an animal. Didn't. Oh, jeez! Cool. Didn't by the way. Art ran over a dead <laughs> raccoon with it. That was cool. No, no, no. I was like, "Hey, dude, don't drive over there." It's fine. I'm like, don't drive over that. It's fine. Uh, and he just drives over it, or you could just drive over that. That's cool. Damn. Uh, no. Art says, "Just turn the traction control off." Yeah. yeah. Uh, bonus trivia. Make sure that shit's off. <laughs> bonus trivia. What kind of animal was it? Raccoon. Uh, no, no, squirrel. Said. Fox. Oh, oh, you oh that you almost yeah. hit. No. Not a squirrel. No. Fox. <laughs> oh, pig! Close, but no. Oh, warthog? No. I, I, I was on a drive I love today. This game. Deer? Newt, no. Newt crossing. They had oh, yes, a million signs. Newt crossing. Beautiful animal. What the? F- I love a good. Newt. What are you supposed to do with a sign that says Newt crossing? Slam How am I race. supposed to respond? <laughs> Go to this? faster. How's your uh, vision? Where are you going to see a newt? They're pretty big. Knowing they're, they're turkey. No. Oh, horse. Good guess. Shit. Not a horse. Hawk. No, I would have definitely stopped for a hawk. I love hawks. Owl. Bald eagle. Even more, I would have been really down for a <laughs> manatee. Eagle. No. Oh, wait, so this is a, this is a, a road animal manatee. that you consider hitting on purpose. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> you say you would have slowed down for another animal. <laughs> yeah. No, but I would, have, I would have even more tried to avoid it. <laughs> uh, hyena. No. <sighs> closer. Uh, you're uh, closer. What? Mm. I'm going to say hippo. Dog. Bobcat. Dog is close, too. Pet Bobcat. Dog. Bobcat. Oh. Bobcat Goldweight. Gnarly, dude. Uh, juvenile Bobcat. Dang, it was gorgeous. Gnarly. It was on a road. In the morning. Wow. Um, huh. Gorgeous In the morning? In the morning. It was <laughs> stunning. A stunning juvenile vodcat. Yes. I heard it first. It was spotted. He loves those teens. And it was spotted and it was just fucking rad. Yeah. And then it ran alongside me for a second. Did you invite yeah. him in? I was trying to get a picture. No, he was way too fast. I didn't. No picture being had. Did you drag race him? Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a, uh, RSB is a rare special bobcat. Oh, oh nice. Great dog. morning. Yeah. The bobcat. That's just like a sign yeah. that everything is aligned yeah. and you're in is the right the, place. So you're saying Water. the Evora is a rare, a rare yes. special bobcat. That's what I'm saying. I like it. Um, um I want to trade you because I didn't get to drive it really. And I want to yeah. trade cars with you. I want you to drive my E46 because oh, it's, like good. A, it's like a miniature SS. SS. It's mm-hmm. perfect. And I was thinking about this after the rally where I got to drive yours. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, it's four doors. It's it's a little lighter, uh, l- less horsepower. Of way course. more focused though. Yours is dialed, so I mean, it's going to feel like a goddamn go kart compared to. But I mean, size. it's way it's a lot less power too. Uh, so true. it's just kind of that's an interesting true. like scale down version yeah. of what Dude, you have. I'm, I'm super down because when I found out that the Evora picked up a nail on the tire and you couldn't drive it like on the good loop around yeah, the area, yeah. I was like, shit. Then Brian's not going to get it. Because if you drive the Evora around town... And I didn't. I just basically... My review was, I'd rather have a minivan. Yeah. I said, I want something more practical. <laughs> He's like, oh, <laughs> so Evora right, 400 or first-gen <laughs> minivan. It's a tough choice. Uh, Which is easier to get in, in and out of to like well, check yeah. tire pressure. I have to go to Costco. I'm a single mother. What's a better car? An Evora 400 or a first-gen minivan? I, I think if you drove the Evora on the usual loop around this area... You, yeah. you, you'd walk out going, holy I think, shit. Well, we'll, we'll definitely have to switch off. For Maybe sure. even tonight on the way out. Oh, yeah, we have time. It's yeah. uh, 645. It's early. It's When I drove with you in the rally in my SS, um, what I noticed with you is you struggle with getting the front of the of the SS to I grip. Just, I struggle with driving in general. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that was just obvious. Uh, so the issue was you couldn't, you, you relied on the front end grip in that car. 
And the the SS is a four thousand pound car with a two forty five, right? And it's all a, a blur for me. I don't even remember what happened. And, I just mean arm, and arms the has yeah. like tires kind of squealing. So it, it, and it's, it's literally like the the SS is like you have to be so gentle with this big huge thing. It's, it's like dancing with a four hundred pound lady. Oh, yeah, four hundred pound lady. Four hundred pound lady. Don't you guys dance with fat chicks? Is this me? Like clubbing in the city? You know, it's a big heavy car that had tons of front end grip. Was that CLK Black? Oh yeah, that was Dude, rad. I got a brand new car, like so a little floppy. inappropriately loose. Yeah, on the third day of the rally because I just turned in and I went to tighten my line and the fucking thing snapped sideways, like yeah. right in front of him with the dad. Whoa. His dad's in the car. Whoa. He's behind me in my Oops. car. Trying to yeah. shit your pants. Dude, yeah, I was like, hey, so uh, sorry about that. That's yeah. a little more immediate than what I'm used to. Definitely had a lot of front end grip. Yeah. yeah. And steering but, was awesome. And you know, getting back to my car, sorry, the Avora, you would enjoy because you don't fight front end. No, yeah. The, the SS like is like, you have to learn how to speak. Why right. is this car pushing everywhere? It's a completely and different Bobcat. And you'd add power, yeah. and that yeah. Bobcat would run its nose out. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely more of a mountain line, by the way, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Very special 400 pound yeah. cute mountain line. Yeah, for sure. Let's switch. Um, yeah. I drove my friend's E46 out in Arkansas. Loved it. It reminded me why I love that chassis. It's just, they're, they're really, really mm-hmm. good cars. Is he the one that's going to buy your SS? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there we go. Um, but his car's open diff, 325, like nicely mm. modded. The car is really, really fun to drive, but it just, it came up short when you're used to a high horsepower car with, you know, good brakes and mag ride and, mm. and a good mm. diff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Surprised they allow that foreign job over in Kansas? Uh, Arkansas. <laughs> or Arkansas, and, uh, wherever it is. He definitely gets some shit for it. So. Arkansas? Yeah. <laughs> I call it Pirate Kansas. <laughs> well, we had DWA Morning Motors this past we weekend. Yep. And uh, we all were there. I showed up a little late. But uh, Brennan was there. I was. And uh, what was what, it, what stuck out to everyone? Uh, Zuzu Impulse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, the interior of that car was amazing. Very impressive. Never seen Tweedy look so good. Yeah. I was like, that's like a college professor's jacket. And yeah. it was in perfect shape. But like Pasha-esque, right? Yeah. Like it's got like the kind of like the, not the uniform squares or yeah, like kind of kind different of... sizes or whatever. So did you guys see the personal cigarette lighters in the doors? Yes. Yeah. That was cool. The yeah. thing I was most impressed Opulence. is you can unlock the binnacles. Yeah. The pods They're on the adjustable. On the side of uh, the, the steering wheel. Side of the shoes. cluster. And you can adjust it towards your hands if yeah. you need to. And then you adjust the vents up and down. Yeah, because the... That's so not... Because the cluster moves up and down with the wheel, so you might... If your cluster's all the way up, then you have to move the vent up. It's pretty gnarly. So dude. cool. And I love the engine designation <laughs> on, the on the window. Yes. On the window. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. like made for the DWA podcast. Like, we mm-hmm. love that. And stuff. the fact that the pop up headlights is like two inch of pop up. <laughs> it's not even a pop up. <laughs> it's like a semi chub. Yeah. It's a little blinky guy. Yeah. Right. yeah. To me, it reminded me of doing this, like raising your eyebrows <laughs> or something. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. It's like exactly. not an eye, uh, no, not an eye up, opening up, or closing. Up and down Just little eyebrows. eyebrows. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, that was definitely a cool car there. That really weird, uh, like, old school, like, lowrider thing with the gigantic weird tires. Oh, the, well, like, 29 Ford or yeah, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, the rod was. Oh, like the chop top thing was super low. Yeah, yeah, the rat rod. I think it was so wild. That thing, yeah. that thing haunts the Capitola cars and coffee right. every weekend. Okay. I've seen it a few times, but it is crazy so, Do explain insane. to people. It's like a, it, I don't know what so year it is. Say, like a, let's it's say a, full on, it's a rat rod basically with giant front tires too. And, uh, in non rat rod style, it's fully painted with flames and everything, but it's like Black of sits basically the roof is like waist high. It's a flat roof and, and the side window is maybe like four inches. inches. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're like sitting you on the ground. An elbow out, basically. No, you no. can see like a, his eyes. It's, it's, a crazy it's like an Evora gun slit, basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's very, very crazy looking. Um, I my joke that day was like, that's the same like machine that this GT4 is. Like, those are both automobiles. <laughs> yeah. Talk about like the furthest end of the spectrum. I don't even know what that's like to drive, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, um, there were actually a lot of cool American cars. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. There's there a that, Impala. Yeah, that was yeah, really nice. That white one with the blue interior. Yeah, there's right? that Chevy so, sedan that had patina, and I think there's an LS underneath the hood of four door. That's mm. Thomas's friend. Yeah, right. and they just painted the front end to match. Yeah, yeah he's so been he at our at the cars and coffee at the old the yeah. old location. Yeah, I like that. And then uh, two, there's a Fiesta and an Escort. Um, there was then, a sixty sixty two or sixty three Ford Falcon that was really nice, a white one. Oh yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. Chevy Malibu that was really nice. Oh, how about that cool uh, Econoline? Oh yeah, that yeah, Econoline was one, awesome, one, yeah. dude. I also want to say, like, I hit the age where now I'm saying these cool old American cars because my entire life I was never in American cars. Uh, Whenever you go to a car show, I'll be all excited. Like, oh, look at this cool old Impala. Like, you don't no, have any love for really American never as well. I mean, like some, but not like I wouldn't go out of my way. Like, oh my god, look at that Econoline! They like, go walk over to uh, it, and I was like, dude, that thing's freaking awesome. Yeah. When we were in high school, that was like a yeah. major thing. That was it was thing. like fifty fifty. That was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was actually weird to like the well, European cars because you couldn't cars. afford a nice European car, so it was like you well, could get into this. The European stuff also wouldn't be out of cars, and there right. was no cars and coffees, right. but there was a Thursday night. Car show in Scotts Valley, and it was right. all American or stuff. Like very high. But it is it. cooler in this scene where it's not all those same cars, right? Yeah. It's exactly. nice to see that yeah. variety. Right, that's key. Uh, there was a my a friend of mine from elementary school um, brought his Jaguar XK150. Did that you see that? Green the green one? one? Oh, that thing oh, is with dope. the kids in the back. Yeah, and he yeah, had his whole cool. family, so his wow. wife and two kids in it. He, I. I saw him at the two cars and coffees ago, or maybe the last one. And I hadn't seen him since we were in elementary school. No and way. we were like really good friends in elementary. Like we spend the night at each other's houses and all this stuff. That's crazy. And, um, he bought, he, he didn't own a car then. He had a, he has like a couple classic, like old fifties trucks and stuff like this, some classic American stuff. And he said his son really wants something Euro. And he bought this from then till now and brought it to our cars and coffee. And Dang. that car is really cool. He, full the, patina. The, yeah, full patina. It's British racing green. Like so cool, dude. All original paint. Like the leather inside is like All patinaed, cracked, but no, it's yeah. like, but it's really nice, dude. It's like still kind of soft. Dude, those were hot rods back in the day too. Like that was serious. They're kind of right? big. That motor was yeah. like the Jaguar motors were awesome. I, think. I don't know a ton about them, but it's, no, no, there was a good, uh, was it the Grand Tour or Top Gear? I think where they, uh, drive one a long, super I mean, long trip and, and they were like Mercedes well. level, right? Like, I mean, yeah. like oh, yeah. as far as, you know, putting big motors in totally. cars and doing successful race cars. Right. I mean, usually, the XKSS era, right? They and, were usually built on the roadster, you know. But, but he has all the records from that car from new. It was bought what? new in San Francisco to a lady that lived in Santa Cruz. What? She drove in Santa Cruz, it, and then it's passed hands through two other ladies in Santa Cruz since it was new. So all women have owned it since Dude, new Jack in Santa Cruz. Jack had a very similar one. Oh, yeah, he did. Black, mm -hmm. though, right? Uh, yeah, and I feel like there weren't back seats in his. I don't know the different Jack mm. models. Might have been a, but it might have like a 120 or something. It, I think. Yeah. They're so dope. Yeah, but you should definitely try to get, get behind the wheel of that thing. Man. Super cool. He yeah. said, and he said it drives really well. And he said, so he has a really crazy dirt driveway, like a hill climb. 
So the only cars that make it up there are, are four-wheel drive trucks, but this thing mobs up what? it. So nice. Yeah. yeah. So super it's cool It's got car. the weird rear suspension, right? Like the De Dion or uh, I don't know. Inboard brakes. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, thing. inboard brakes for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But really nice car. I, I went to the Morning Motors and I was literally the only car I wanted to see was Sean's Miata just because I had seen it in an auto works de- uh-huh. detailing post. And I mean, there's so many cool cars. It's kind of ridiculous to say, but just seeing a, a good clean one. And so it was, it was, I'm so he brought that one. Yeah. yeah. There was, was a Rod Emery, Emery Outlaw. What? Yeah. Yeah. It was a just sold and bring a trailer for $500,000. Holy shit. Jesus. I didn't even, what? The silver yeah. one in the corner there. Yeah. It was sold to the owner of WeatherTech. Um, the owner from WeatherTech was at our no his care the caretaker of the car, wow. But so that car was there, and then there was a really cool like patinaed um more than patina it was just primer at three fifty six. Yeah, yeah, with those weird, weird wheels, wheels like the wide fives, but they were like weld wheels. Like almost. yeah, wide they were the wide five lug Bolt pattern, pattern, but, but they yeah. were like aluminum polished aluminum yeah. five spokes, super the weird custom. Yeah, they were cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was stoked to see the, uh, the completely stock A86, the red one. Yeah, that was, that was on the cool. street. Like, and that, <laughs> we keep throwing patina out there. Wasn't thing completely had, stuck. <laughs> was not completely stuck. No, what, what? It wasn't? Big muffler on it. <laughs> oh, and it, I mean, it had like a better tires uh, or whatever, but yeah. the muffler no, was definitely, I did see some kind of can back there, yeah. but, but, um, yeah, stock ride height, like all, like original paint and, yeah. and no, and slick top, huh? no sunroof. Uh. The interior was black. Like it's really, really hard to find a red car with a black interior. Almost all of them had a gray interior. And huh. so that was pretty cool. Like just, that was I was nerding cool. out on the details. It was an early car. And those um, SIs. The SIs were cool too. Yeah. The, the two EM1s. ones. Yeah. Yeah. There was two of those. those. Um, yeah, they're great. Both of them really nicely modded, like high quality parts, like, Really sweet wheels and shit. And one of them, I didn't know. I, I posted it and it was supercharged. supercharged. Like at the time, Jackson Racing was a big thing. I bet it was that. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because then That's you... Awesome. yeah, you're And that was the stalker like, looking one. Yeah. It looks like an intake manifold. Yeah. 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 So, um, but the thing with that... Oh, you're talking about the car? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The car, the car itself too. But um, think of like how revvy that motor is. And like, you know, obviously, you know, the NA, the, the way that motor behaves, rev the shit out of it. 8,000 RPM redline. The Jackson Racing Supercharger didn't change that. It yeah. just added torque throughout. So just it actually, adds power. So it just made it like meatier Dude. and it still revs to eight grand. So I knew they did it's still this little 1.6. That sounds Tegra's awesome. They did that too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's super rad. Yeah. Like I, I remember like in period, like some people thought it was sacrilegious to supercharge like, um, ITRs because they would do that. Uh, yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's kind of rad, but like, you know, at the same time, you know, just do but, the GSR and yeah, you'll be but, um, stoked. Right. But th- it's a cool little setup. Um, and it's rad that it's a period mod too. Like I like that kind of shit, you know, definitely. Um, but yeah, those are cool cars. A few pictures of that red original b- ragtop bug. Yeah. Like a, t- oh yeah. Oh, I think it's sick. That one's cool. And then yeah. there's a cool, I like that yellow super beetle. Yeah. Julio's, oh, yeah. Julio's like, double cab too is nice. Ooh. Like, yeah. You never see beetles anymore. Like period. In the no. peninsula where I live, I never see beetles. So when I see a really clean beetle, like I actually walk over to it. Whereas yeah. in childhood, you see a beetle, you're like, oh god, like yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, E36 M3 lightweight. Yeah, yeah. Bob's car. Yeah, Prowler. Bills, right? Or Bill Bob. Bill. Oh, dude, the Prowler. Really nice guy. Bill Broder. Would, yeah. Terrible photo. I was trying to take a picture. Yeah, like, Prowler with flames. Yeah, but uh, it was the Prowler and the FDRX7 nose to nose. And I was taking a picture of that. And this woman, I have a picture of her taking a picture of it. And as she was saying a picture or taking a picture of the Prowler, she's like, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought that was great. Like she was attracted to it, but had no idea what she was looking at. Yeah. Speaking of what the hell is this thing, that uh, prototype race car that yeah, showed up. What the, the hell? 
was that? Thing? Did anybody get a good look? Supercharged V8. I don't know oh, if it was really? an LS, but oh, uh, I heard someone was telling me that they said they told me it was a one of one, like some hmm. custom built definitely looked, one off thing, like pretty good fit and fit. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't look close. No, so. I looked pretty close. It was impressive. Hmm. Very crazy car to drive on the street. I, I mean, looked it up, like because after the fact, car. I wanted because I didn't talk to the owner and. um it's a Mesa one. That's if you look, search yeah. that term and there are two or three pictures of it and there, and it's at a local event like in San Jose and that's it. Like there's no information. Is it the number one or is it spelled out? Spelled one? out. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, do you guys remember the, I think it was road and track or motor trend, the Ford GT 40 concept. Oh, from like 2000 yeah. or uh, no, 1990, yeah, 95, yeah, 97, 96, something like it was, that. Uh, 90, yeah, maybe 95. But that had the it crazy was, wing in front. But it was the, white as the well. GT90? GT90. GT90. With the exhaust, the cluster yeah. exhaust. Yeah. yeah. So need for I, don't know. Shit right there. I don't know why. It just kind of reminded me of that. Okay. But that had a the huge wing in front that was like a design thing, right? Did, I don't remember no, that. It was no, really no. simple slope nose, but yeah. it had really cool headlights. It was hexagon, yeah. Yeah, like the really, yeah, kind of hexagony headlights. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, know, I can picture from it exactly, memory. Yeah. I remember loving it as a kid, though. Yeah. It was yeah, in the mid-90s. There was another concept car Ford did with a big wing in front. What was that thing? I have to look it up. A it Ford red. Oh, there's, the, there's the GT90. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, you can see a little bit of but it. This thing that, has a huge you know? wing and, and it had a roof scoop, too. Did you see that? Like some kind of integrated roof scoop, too, which is pretty It also has a crazy, like, I want to say it's rocket bunny, but it's more of a race car thing. But you know how the cutout behind the front wheel? Yep. Oh, yeah. It's just like, like the body disappeared. Arrow, yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple five tens. Yeah. Um, that yellow one's dope. I think that's been in our cars. That has. Before. That's been Dude. up at Davenport um, before. Yeah. Honda S600. That's Clark's. Okay, Clark's. So, yeah. With um, the Moto Compo next to it. And I, I looked at it at right, like right as I approached him, I was actually going to talk to him. I looked down and I'm like, wait a minute. How did this happen? You know, like, how, how did you how get that? How did you get this car and the Moto Compo here at the same time? And he's like, oh, no, I, I walked back. <laughs> are you saying Copo? Yeah, what Compo. are you saying? Moto Compo. Moto Compo. Moto Compo? Speaking of driving Am I cars. Compo? I say Compo. Compo? Compo? Never use this. Moto Compo. He's doing it in Italian or something. Well, in Japanese, it's Moto Compo. But that's not Moto Compo. Moto Compo, yeah. Compo. Sure. I don't know what's going on. All right. Thomas brought your car. Yeah, that was cool. And he drove two cars. And he already put the steer- yeah. <laughs> put a steering wheel spacer on it. Oh, it. nice. Other thing on there. Oh, there was a multipla. Oh, the yeah, Fiat. Yeah, that thing Fiat. is so ugly. Yeah, I That's love those creepy. when they're nice. They're really cool looking. That thing was pretty beat. <laughs> you <laughs> see the plate? Yeah, it drove by humble plate. sea when we were drinking beer. I was like, oh, a motocompo. I missed it at the show. I'm like, That's pretty rough. Multipla. Multiple, multiple. Okay. But yeah, I, I I saw it rolling in and I loved it. And then um after the fact, I looked at the plate and the plate is like a super super patinaed uh, blue plate. Uh, and it's like multiple or as close as he could they could have gotten yeah, to it yeah. at the time, which is pretty rad. Yeah, that was a cool car. Uh, so we're doing it again, March eighth. And uh, Morning Motors, old Wrigley building. Uh, when you leave, don't be a dick. Yeah. Just drive like yes, a normal human. We want to do more of these things. The yeah. less noise you make, the better for us. We can keep doing this. Uh, not calling anyone out specifically, but tell a friend. Let's just say stereotypes are real things. Can be real. Mm. So, uh, if someone has two loud cars, um, I tend to do loud car things away from car shows. Yeah. Like have fun at the car show and then go, you know. 10, 15 blocks away, and then go do loud car things. Yeah, you just yeah. want to be good neighbors. That's exactly. all. So uh, yeah. tell a friend, keep it mellow, and we'll we'll all be good. Mellow but grinds. I think it's that time. Uh, nope. Brendan, why don't you do the honors? 
perfect. That was dude. really good. That was excellent. I've heard a few podcasts in my day. Damn. I couldn't do no that. No scat style. It's scat style. Tell me who owns Lotus. Uh, it's like I mean, is it Geely? Tata, 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 maybe. Uh, not Geely, huh? Oh, it might be Geely. I mean, I know, I know. So, yeah, you answer last. We have. Who do you think? So it is two companies. Oh, two. It's a definitely a Chinese company. Geely, fifty-one percent Chinese. Yeah. Geely is fifty-one percent, and then there's a forty-nine percent. There was a Malaysian. There was no, a Malaysian God. company. Oh, there, shit. there was a Sticky Malaysian Sticky. company that owned it. I remember that. Yeah, Proton. 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 That was, Proton. Yeah. yeah. That was back in the day. And I remember seeing Proton cars in Malaysia, which is really yes. Shitty. Proton oh. put a bunch of money into it. Hired Danny Behar from Ferrari. Yeah. Then Swiss Beats came on as a brand ambassador. Oh, hell yeah. That was fucking delightful. Proton's a good car name. Yeah. Pretty right. Cool. I think yeah. that sounds good. Yeah. I've always thought Bismuth was a good like model. Pink Bismuth. 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 <laughs> is it a th? I don't know how you jump from Bismuth? Proton to yes. Bismuth. Yeah. Bismuth. Like a mathlete. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So it sounds interesting. I refuse to answer this one because I have zero idea. I, I knew you were. No so, so Geely owns the majority. Who's the other one? You're the on Geely. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's not Geely. Geely. God damn it. All right. Yeah. Fucking Compo Moto. Uh, Compo Moto uh, down the street. Uh, 49%. At Tika, E-T-I-K-A, Automotive. Oh, I knew 49% it. 49% of Lotus. <laughs> the hell is that? Yeah, and, that's uh, nice. How much money did they make in 2017? That's their last fiscal reporting. Make Lotus? Yep. Like a dollar or something? Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, they probably lost money, right? So, little known fact, they have a big engineering firm. They make actually a lot of money in the engineering. Handling by, handling, oh. handling, handling by Lotus. <laughs> handling by G. Well, they're engineering the shift linkage. Uh, yeah. yeah. You can actually, Elises. you can tell Lotus, like, make me a rollerboard luggage for. Uh, okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. It's like the, the cobbler's son never has new shoes or whatever oh. the saying oh, is, right? It's Carpenter's like, house looks like a fucking. Right. Oh, they're, they're doing it all, all the engineering yeah, for yeah. their customers. And so fine. it's an afterthought. They're just engineered out when they come home. You would yeah. think that would make them better, though. Much better. So 2017, they probably posted a loss, I'd imagine. I'm going to say minus $10 million. Dude. Dang. Nails it. Na- minus 10. 11.2. Minus. Wow. Pounds. Minus. British oh. pounds. Oh, minus. So like- Down 11.2 million. British pounds, so call it a lot. Twelve. Wait, these you didn't even let these guys guess, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, I wanted to hear a funny number. Eight hundred forty-five. I know, but still, he nailed it. I had to just go with it. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I mean, I was close to a dollar. You should hate on Brandon because Warren said go last for all. Yeah, that's true. I know. So you had to pipe in. But, he, but as the moderator, he should have made that's you guys. True. I should. Okay. Thank you for jumping Pretend in. Pretend you didn't know. What would you have said? Uh, I was gonna say a very slim profit, like six hundred grand. Stop. Okay, yeah, six hundred. I was gonna uh, five hundred was go. in my head. Yeah. All right, you guys are idiots. Kind of funny, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I was, I was you know studying the Wikipedia page the entire time we were driving down here. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, you didn't get a Tika. Oh, let's get you yeah. a Tika shirt. I, I or missed a my sticker. Antica. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. put it on the window, and no one ever will ask you. Right on the back, carbon fiber, forty nine percent Antica. Dude, what if it's just like a Russian, <laughs> like a Russian hacker firm? It's just like no Makes one knows where the money yeah. comes. This is, yeah. Uh, sex trade like and, and I mean, slaving. You're, you're probably not far sex off. Sex trade and slaving. I don't. Is that like importing <laughs> exporting? Right. You got to stay diversified. I don't know. Whoa. Whatever helps. I want to talk to your financial planner because damn. <laughs> Think outside the box. This shit isn't. Uh, this is chess. This ain't checkers. 
All right, let's podcast. Oh, you don't have another question, dude? No other question, huh? No, no further question. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Maybe my, you, my Forrest Gump trivia was enough, right? Uh, we did a bonus trivia with the Bobcat, bonus, too. And you yeah. guys, oh, Bobcat? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah. Rare special Bobcat. Hey, uh, <laughs> one project update that I want to get done for the rally. I'm realizing my window kind of needs to be polished. It's kind of a weird thing. Why don't you get your locks working and your fucking <laughs> No, this signal? is like a drivability thing. Like, at, you know, when the sun's low. Uh, my yeah. windshield. My windshield. Oh, like, window. I feel like it's, I feel like it's pitted a little bit. Maybe a new windshield? You can Probably polish it. Just replace it, dude. The, yeah. My SS, like the surface of the moon is the original windshield. And yeah. When I hit, like, low level sun, it's yeah. like a kaleidoscope. By the way, I can uh, get in there. A lot of insurances have a very yeah. low fifty dollar deductible yeah, exactly. for a windshield. Is that gonna like affect my record? No. My record? Exactly. Your shit's already fucked up. Yeah. Oh, oh you're, you're talking about insurance. And I'm saying like, yeah, are they gonna no, like, no, uh, no, no, using no. it? Is that gonna? I think it's like a side. It's like, no, it's your insurance. Guy. It's a side hustle. It's not yeah. like an accident yeah. report. Yeah, yeah, it's I, yeah like fifty hundred bucks. I that's what I should do. And I'm sure. Yeah, how much is gonna cost? I bet that's already a replacement too. So I thought you were talking about like hurting the value or stuff. I thought you were saying too. No, no, I'm worried about value. You're good. And if you need to, like, just crack it before or something. You know? That's yeah. lame. Oh, I know a guy. <laughs> you know a guy? That that would be... Uh, I feel like that is a funny thing to do, replace a window before a rally where everybody breaks their windows. That is a dumb thing to do. Right? Yeah. Don't I do don't that. know, though, but, but it is... That can be... Detrimental, like to yeah, have no, a, it's a dry, window like, when you go drive into the sun and you can't how see about shit. This? How about and this? we're always going in the morning and the yeah. evening. How so. about new windshield? And hit up Kevin at AutoWorks Detailing for uh, uh, like a film because he's doing film now. So there glass. is a new film they've invented. Yeah, I saw it at SEMA. Unbelievable. Glass. They were. Uh, how much am I going to pay for? I don't such know. A we got to hit a film is three thousand dollars, and the windshield is fifty bucks. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I guess if if the if it really is just fifty bucks and it's not hurting my permanent record as far as insurance goes, <laughs> like the permanent record. <laughs> 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 you had attention so one time in tenth grade. That's why you didn't go to medical school. <laughs> no, but this guy has oh, used man. more long toes for <laughs> the permanent record. That's like, a side hustle, dude. It's not a permanent record. Twenty years from now, they're like, I back. You know what I mean? Like. If you do stuff, it raises five dollars. Raises the deductible. No, no, the premium. Raises the. A lot of them have a little built-in right? thing for windshields. Well, not so, now, but but it is a permanent record. So as Lena said, in twenty years, they're gonna pull a file and be like, yeah, oh, yeah. "Oh man, this man had beef jerky taillights." <laughs> <laughs> we, heard, we heard about the beef jerky taillights, Brian. He's self-incriminated. <laughs> We're raising your rates. That's right. So I mean, if I crack, if I replace it before the rally, I get the benefit of a great new windshield. If I crack it during the rally, I, I just do it again, right? Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't need to buy. Uh, Warren's uh, special deal for me three thousand dollar film. No, no. but dude, well, here's the rally. Just healthcare. get through the rally. You drive that no, car no, every no. day. No, no, I want it. I want this is rally prep. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I want. I, I want a that. good clear windshield. Okay, well, I haven't seen. I haven't yeah. seen the windshield. That's, so. That could be super. That's like and that's like dangerous. saying, oh, my tires are worn out. Well, yeah. fuck, I'm gonna ruin them on the rally. Yeah, that's, so man, that's safety. Yeah, this is safety, safety as well. Yeah, it can't be that bad though. You're gonna give him full benefit of the doubt right now. I mean, if he's claiming it's bad, imagine how bad it probably is. It's probably pretty bad. Yeah, right. Makes a fair point yeah right. you do okay detail well. guy over here <laughs> but also he doesn't washed it i'm uh turning a new leaf here i'm not gonna wash the car anymore oh Sick. Cool. i'm a just I, i'm not i'm not uh gonna clean the wheels i'm just gonna let them get corroded by brake dust so why uh they're, they're already black is what you're saying so they're, they're black stay, now and yeah. they will forever stay black i think he just bragged about field stripping things before the podcast <laughs> and now he won't even field strip a wheel why don't I'm, you I'm just i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna keep it operational but oh god why don't you uh just dirty uh spray the oh do like ceramic 
Or, I mean, no, have powder, a ceramic probe, not powder coat. No, I, I, that does seem like the right thing to do. That's they just hose them down. But uh, at least it'll be on a graphite wheel, so the brake dust won't look as bad. Who's he uh, gonna get? To, he's gonna go get him ceramic. Like, no, not ceramic. Coat, he's gonna go get him painted. Well, no, I mean, oh, yeah. Kevin does that stuff. He could paint it and coat it. Oh, well, you're ah, not gonna do that. Paint you're coat. the cheapest person when it comes to this. Or, That's or not functional. Or I mean, I, told, I just told you what I'm I doing. Know. I'm or just Brian. leaving it. Or you Brian. guys are coming yes. up with ideas. Trying, I'm trying to help. You no, no. See, cause, the situation has already pointless. been. It's already been sorted out. Uh, Warren, he wants graphite wheels or graphite yeah. colored wheels. They're already graphite yeah, colored. Graphite. They're so touch them. They look terrible. No, I'm I'm gonna change my mind. The first time I have to pull those wheels off the oh, freaking rotors. All over your hands. Yeah, I, it it is a real pain to get your hands super dirty when it comes to that. But the, the worst were the 19 spoke Alpinas out of my. Ah, uh, fuck that, dude. Yeah, I used to hate cleaning those, those wheels. Good ones. And when they were it's dirty, impossible. they looked terrible. But it's also yeah. impossible to keep them perfectly clean. Well, yeah. is it BMW? They just blow uh, brake dust everywhere. Yeah. And then there are 19 spokes, so it's like each spoke is like as thin as your pinky. And uh, where that spoke meets the wheel, oh, it, that little worse. Oh, yeah, because it has a little toothbrush in there. I know. I, I would mm. feed the, the rag through the end of the spoke and go through the wheel. Oh, nice. Floss it. Floss it, yeah. Floss it. Floss it. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah, man. So bad. yeah, not fun. Yeah. I'd had the same thing on the fucking Alltrack. They were white, in the Integrale wheels. They're yeah. white with that issue as well, right? God, and you kept it for so long. <sighs> yeah, it was you did pretty, it pretty one time. You cleaned it? Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> one time was backbreaking. <laughs> it was enough. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that might be why I sold it, actually. I was <laughs> That's like, brutal. Fuck this thing. Yeah, I went through one wheel. Like, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So with the, the rest of graphite color or whatever, only one was white. Yep. Fucking A, man. That's a lot. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for coming to Morning Motors. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Later. Bye. 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 When you talk about some of the other issues, they're like, well, why does that matter? Mm. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you get in the car in the rain and drive it down a narrow road, you can place it exactly where you want it, threshold break it like touching the ABS, and slide it everywhere. So why the fuck are you mad about the, ha- the rear hatch? Because it's a car. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Go check us out on Patreon and please become a patron of our podcast. It helps us out a lot. And you get some cool stuff in return. We give you a weekly podcast, which we title Experts in Automotive Opinion. I think we've done 60 of those so far, something like that. We also give you exclusive Patreon-only stickers. And we'll send you a sticker pack right when you join. we give discounts and early access to certain events we do, like Camping While Awesome. And we give you first crack at our rallies. Check it out. And join us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thank you guys.